It is it is now October, aka spooky month. And I'm so happy now. Cause growing up, we didn't like do Halloween. My dad told me it was a stupid American holiday as a kid until he realized, you know, I didn't want you to get hurt because you know, parents poisoning candy, uh, candy and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of bullshit to me, but you know, as a dad. He did the best he could with what he know how. So I respect that. Right. So we decided this October we're gonna go all out. We didn't do any much for last year. And we decided to carve pumpkins. My brother, who's a very good artist, he uh carved a, a picture of Boo from the Super Mario series. Looks freaking awesome. And I kind of like did my best with a cat. Uh, the tail fell off so I had to get like a toothpick and other pumpkin chunk to get it back in there and then we went to the dollar store got one of those fake candles and just lit it and it just looks like a beauty now I need to put it on my Instagram yes okay best friend I have done (laughs) nothing (laughs) in my apartment oh my god but the people downstairs on the street level, there's like in my apartments are street level and people have balconies that they can like well not balconies, it's a porch. But they have porches they can walk out on. Bitch, they had decorated that shit since like like this week. Like September wasn't even over. And they were like, We're ready now. And I was like, okay, um <laughs> damn. All right, mm-hmm. just trying to show everybody up. Shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they've gone. All, all, I said I was gonna decorate my door, but I still haven't figured out what I want to do yet. So one of these days, I'll I'll get it up there. I don't know if little kids are gonna come to my door asking for treats or not, but we'll see. We're yeah. grown people asking for treats. I don't know, but um, we shall see. It's my first Halloween, not at my house, at my parents' house. So it's it's gonna be exciting. Um, but. Welcome back to Confrontational Millennials. I'm Nikki Alley. And I'm Belle Mars. And please excuse me because I'm also drinking water. (laughs) And also playing through the great Ace Attorney too. Uh, I'm enjoying the prosecutor. A lot of people complain that he's racist. Uh, (laughs) I can kind of see it. He says he refers to the Japanese main character as Nipponese. So I'm not sure if Nipponese is like okay at one point but it's kind of outdated like using negro for black people oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and of course me i'm just thirsting after the man because you know i like my fictional men all right belmars oh that, that is so nice <laughs> i have no updates of any sort about fictional men that i like oh <laughs> but no disrespect to my real man breezy and rip that's right. I was about to say, please let that other man know that you still like him. <laughs> I still love him, still like him. Okay, well, happy spooky month. We're going to have spooky topics all month because spooky. But first, we have to play our favorite news game. Yay or nay? Hmm. Yay. Yay. Or nay. Or nay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, I mean, all week, y'all really gave me they haunt you haunted me with your bullshit that's what you did (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's what you did i forgot half this shit happened until i looked through my like 
screenshots and I was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) um so let's start let's just dive right into the mess um uh, the Tony Awards were last weekend and like every other award show I forgot and I missed it (laughs) um but I did hear of an interesting story on Monday um it was on Twitter of course that's where I get all my news because I'm sad on the inside I just like (laughs) abysmal places sometimes um there was a buzz of uh, an upset over the lack of wins for one slave play. Um, it got 12 nominations, actually, and no wins, though. Um, mm. Which is described, if you've never heard of slave play and you have no idea what it is, I'm going to give you a short description. It is described as a play that follows three interracial couples undergoing antebellum sexual performance therapy because the black partners no longer feel sexual attraction to their white partners. Yeah, yeah. It's a, actually the, the, the name of the play is a double entendre for slave play as in the kink. And also the fact that, you know, it's a play and they're pretending <laughs> to be slaves. Um, but I won't spoil anything for anybody, but it, the play is meant to make you uncomfortable as fuck if you're a black person or a white person. Um, but that's not what we're here for, though. We're here to talk about the overwhelming white outrage that came <laughs> from the fact the slave play won nothing. And they were <laughs> mad at the Tony Awards. They said, this is not okay for Broadway. What is Broadway doing? It just shows like inherent racism, this, that, and the fourth. All the white people were annoyed and all the black people were like, this is what you decide to get on a soapbox for? Slave play? <laughs> that's the really we don't care so in that case i ask you this um does the outpouring of support from white people seem performative you see what i did there perform it's a play performing (laughs) to you (laughs) i yeah i think there was some i guess it's performative because i remember when safe slave play first came out um i heard controversy on both sides you know black people said oh you shouldn't be i guess trivializing you know slavery for i guess modern audiences and some people think okay it probably doesn't go far enough in the play i won't spoil for those that haven't seen it so i guess it could be performative so i'm kind of like that pendulum of award season so i'm thinking oh paul we need to get the black play in because you know we can't do hamilton right now so so let's get slave play and then we can just go do i don't know fucking princess diana the musical on there (laughs) next year next year um yeah, it. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm sure there's like deeper meanings that I'm supposed to get from this play because I read the synopsis because I I'd heard of this before like years ago. I think when it first came out, like yeah. my my mom's like they're well, they're technically my cousins too. They're like my third or fourth cousins, whatever. Yeah, they were talking about how like they had seen it and like it was really like and you know they're old so it's like they're it was really weird or whatever and I was just like oh because they gave me the premise and I was like oh and I'd forgotten all about this damn play until I read this and I was like oh yeah I remember when this first came out like people were like like they literally lost their fucking mind and so I was just like hmm was provocative right yeah but like I I just kind of feels like why are y'all going up for a play that's literally about how like white people 
<laughs> are in relationships with black people and they decide to go sorry i'm gonna spoil it for y'all they decide to go into like a um a performance therapy like where essentially they get to pretend like they overlord over black people why is that what y'all are taking up for though that's a little weird to me like why is like all the other things that you you couldn't take up for pose when the emmys were coming out you couldn't take up for (laughs) hamilton or like any of these other hosts but you're like slave play that's where i'm gonna put my stock in it just kind of seems like like a kind of like a because I'm not going to say from what the description has about the characters, not all the white characters are like some of those, some of the white characters. Okay. Some of them are really fucking weird. Um, but like, <laughs> I hear y'all going up for a play in which it's like, yeah, like, you know, you see white people are uncomfortable with slavery too. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm guessing to also spoil it. Cause I remember watching one of my favorite YouTube before Harriet kind of explained the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, she said there's like three different couples. Mm-hmm. One was a black woman, a white man. One is a black man who's biracial, who thinks he's post-racial. And then mm-hmm. he has a white partner and then a gay couple of a white man and a black man, how they see race and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to get white people, I guess, uncomfortable with the subject of race and thinking, sure, you may not be like the other white people, but at the same time, you still benefit from that society. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's okay, I guess. Uh, I think probably the controversy probably adds more to the play. Right. Uh, don't knock to not to see it. I'm guessing once you get context. So the same thing with the similar with the film Cuties. Like I actually watched the film, mm-hmm. and it's just that American marketing fucked that movie up. Right, American marketing. We talked about this. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, so it was like child pornography. When in reality, that's only like ten minutes of the film, and also similar in like real life, there are kids doing TikTok dance that they shouldn't be fucking doing. Right. Like, okay, a ten year old doing the body challenge for Megan Thee Stallion or other like grinding so it's not like if you see it you just roll your eyes and move but when you see movies like cuties where they're doing this or even like shows like dance moms or bring it right uh they do the exact same movements but there's not as much outrage even though it was made by a black woman who i guess talk about innocence of girls so i think a lot of people have like one idea of it and probably not giving context for it yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm not gonna tell y'all not to see it. Go see it if you want to see it. Um, hell, I might go see it. Um, not <laughs> now, cause I don't trust y'all. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I just, I just feel like it's weird that white people are taking up for a play. This is called slave play. Like, <laughs> this is the thing. These are the areas. It's like for me. It seems like white people are only comfortable with black people winning stuff when it has to do with trauma, <laughs> black trauma and black pain and slavery. That's it. Cause the, the play goes into trauma as well. And this, that, and the fourth, and obviously they're doing slave play. So it goes into slavery, but I'm just saying, like y'all always want to take up for something, winning something when it's 12 years of slave or the green yeah. book or something like that. When it's like, when y'all also get to have just as much importance in the plot, even though you're awful in the plot. <laughs> and historically inaccurate to the plot, because I know with Green Book, I know 
the estate of like the black uh, pianist who who the film was also based on, they said they really didn't like the um, how the film was portraying him. And I'm right. guessing it's kind of just a typical see black people in there are interracial friendships and he's teaching this black guy how to be black in America because he doesn't eat fried chicken. <laughs> how fun. But it's just kind of like y'all only care about our stories when you're integral to the plot or you get to be somewhere in the narrative. And it's like, why? Why? Why that's all? Like, should it have should it have won? Maybe. Do I feel like y'all are going up too hard for it to win? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I just think kind of like, you know, when the Black Lives Matter after George Floyd's death, a lot of people love watching the movie To Kill a Mockingbird and The Help, which, I mean, good movies, but they just send the wrong message that, oh, we need the white savior to help us. Exactly. And so we don't. Problem- <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, and versus movies where you know, okay, there are sure there are good white people and bad white people, but we don't celebrate allies in this country. Like on the fourth of July, we don't wave the French flag. Yeah. I mean, yes, thank you for your help, but you know, the story's mostly focused on us. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't know, but again. Y'all are white. You've changed the rest of history. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, y'all are, y'all are being weird. Leave it alone. Like, just leave it alone. We don't need all that. We didn't need all that. Um, okay, moving on to the next major thing that's going to take um, a lot of the time. Um, R. Kelly was convicted earlier this week. Um, Yay! Let's, yes, like let's pause for applause because we've literally been talking about this since this podcast started, and that was three years ago, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> podcast is three years old. You may have just started listening, but it's three whole years old. Uh-huh. Two more years gonna go to kindergarten. Yes, we get to go to kindergarten. Um, so I don't think they've handed down a sentence yet from the news articles that I've read. Nobody has sentenced him to any like like length of time in prison yet but he faces life as a maximum Hmm. um which he deserves um but that's not why we're here uh later on in the week bill cosby decided to weigh in and say the darndest things which i don't understand why he decided to open his big fat mouth we do not need your expertise here but he claimed that r kelly was railroaded into a guilty sentence after the prosecutor paraded um, Kelly's victims across media and that it was an assault on a successful black man. Um, Many people, mostly the kind of black men that I wish I could Thanos snap away, um, (laughs) decided decided, um, to bring up the the, the issue of equity in the treatment of black men who are accused of these things and white men who are accused of these things. So let's argue it for the sake of, for just the hell of it. Um, For equity's sake, should he have gotten a lighter sentence, you know, like a white man would (laughs) have? You know, I think, uh, I remember the episode of Boondocks, one of the early episodes in season one, uh, Huey, New uh, Huey Freeman said it's so good. I'm thinking, yes, the government does conspire to put a lot of black innocent black men in jail, but R. Kelly isn't one of those men. Like, if you want to go help R. Kelly, um, if you want to help R. Kelly, 
introducing some older women, hide his camcorder. I mean, and this is like, we have to talk about standards. I mean, yes, it sucks that R. Kelly, I guess, being punished harder than let's say Jeffrey Epstein, but still at the same time, a criminal is a criminal. I do believe that if you do commit the crime, you should commit the time. And, and especially when you hurt young girls, you should probably be equitable for that offense. And it's even sad because many times with Black women are involved, there are victim shamed. I think, as we said in our previous episodes about, you know, white women ladyhood, when, you know, we get Black girls, because a lot of the victims, I don't, they don't come from ideal backgrounds or what R. Kelly did, kind of like weaponize their idea, their wishes to like become singers and here they are. So, I mean, yeah, for argument's sake, sure, he should be punished as just as much as any other white abuser, but then at the same time, uh, we need to have standards. If you want to like put the community out there, the black community, I think you should go to jail because it's really so frustrating when we see people say, oh, that little girl's fast. Like when I think of Aaliyah, um, they said, oh, she was blackballed from the industry because R. Kelly said, oh, that little girl is fast because we got married. I'm thinking, why is it on a 15-year-old girl who is fast, I'm thinking, versus a grown-ass man who should have no business? And I know, especially in the community, and I know some Latino communities at whole, I'm not saying it's exclusive to the Black community, mm-hmm. where many times you may have that one family member or that one man that's in a position of power say, oh, you need to cover yourself when your uncle comes over or you need to cover yourself for some reason so you're telling a young girl to cover themselves versus just not telling a grown-ass man or grown-ass adult to behave themselves preach preach listen i already knew that y'all were gonna come up here and act a fool about r kelly i don't give a fuck about that because I mean, that's what y'all do. Like you yeah. all get together and you pretend like you care about this black man's life. With like my brother sent me like a a I think it was a post from Twitter. I forgot to screenshot it, but it was literally like a picture of a whole bunch of people outside the courthouse, like like blasting R. Kelly music. And most of them are white people. And I just wanna, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, do you really expect me to believe that? a lot of y'all give a fuck about this black man's <laughs> life um and like and that you want him out of jail are you serious like you love r kelly that much i can honestly say maybe it's because i'm not that old maybe it's because i'm just i'm too young but i'm like i don't like any of r kelly's music that badly like i don't like when we when when people were like don't listen to r kelly anymore i was like cool i don't have to yeah. do anything from my ipod because i don't listen to r kelly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a couple songs like, yes, I mean, how many times I've heard I Believe I Can Fly, we sing it at school, we, uh, I loved it in Space Jam, and I also like the jokes about trapped in the closet, closet, because <laughs> that was really popular, but then also at the same time, knowing what he did in the fucking open, mind you, right? Um, it doesn't seem right listening to that music. So I'm thinking, okay, I can live without listening to I Believe I Can Fly, You Are Not Alone, or any of the songs that he wrote for him. And especially, I love Aaliyah more than R. Kelly, because I'm still bumping to Aaliyah. At least I listen to like once a day. 
uh, try again and are you that somebody in more than a woman, more than a woman and sadly rock the boat even though it's the last song she recorded. I'm just, I just, and I don't know why, who, who thought it was a good idea to ask Bill Cosby this question? This is partially the media's fault. Who thought it was a good idea? I don't want Bill Cosby's opinion. I still think that man should be in jail. I don't care if it's, he got off on a technicality. Let's all remember that. Bill Cosby got off on a technicality. It's not because he's not guilty, because we all know he is. Three women, three, more than one woman is enough, but 60 something on people is not like, it's not, a, oh, maybe we should just investigate this a little more. Let's scratch our head. No. Like, so I don't know why we're asking someone who has even more egregious offense than this other person to like, give us some opinions about what the, about the sentencing. I don't give a fuck about what Bill Cosby has to say. Like, I care what Jaw Rule has to say about it. <laughs> what about Jaw? <laughs> Shut up. I'm just, but I'm just like, I just, I don't know. Why did y'all ask this big headed man what he thought? I don't care. I don't care. Like, he was using assault on a successful black man. Do you yeah, know? It's hilarious. Cause I remember back in the eighties, well, I wasn't live in the eighties, but right. back <laughs> when I was in, in the eighties, when I was in the ether before my mother like conceived me. <laughs> yeah. Before my Maja and Faja mm-hmm. did the two, the beast with two backs. Um, he used to criticize a lot of comedians for like uh, black comedians, especially for using Bulgarian their stand up. Like he like criticized Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, I think Dave Chappelle. For, like you shouldn't use the word fuck the the <laughs> flim flam flu in it. Like I never said flam flam flu. I mean the word fuck. Like you know what? Fuck you too, man. Which is hilarious now because Eddie Murphy has more of the uh, the uh, America's dad image than. Bill Cosby. I mean, he used to go on and on about respectability, Cosby. Like, you need to pull your pants up. I'm thinking you should have left, kept your pants up too, sir. That's right. And you're <laughs> dicking them. Um, I just like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why you're trying to pretend like you care about R. Kelly. You don't care about R. Kelly. Like, the the only thing that this establishes for me is that you're trash and that you don't actually care about the black community. Everyone who ever like defended either one of them but especially felicia rashad should feel ashamed of themselves be ashamed felicia like <laughs> be ashamed anybody who ever came out there the side of their mouth like oh but we don't know no bitch like you you were wrong and now he this man is publicly shaming you i would be all like the cosby show i don't know what that is yeah, I mean, Cosby Show, yeah, that probably made her career and they probably have a long friendship, but I'm thinking there are other Black families too. And thank God for Dark's OG on Viv. So, and I think of probably just the nostalgia of the Cosby Show, like, oh, it's America's dad. America's dad is back. No, no, that's, no, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to be like, that's like, that's like saying Precious's dad from Precious again, <laughs> assaulted, sexually assaulted his own child is cool. No, dude, that's the kind of dad you want back. Y'all have trauma. You need to deal with it. Yeah, I, I mean, trauma. yes, great. You gave like a middle class image of black people that wasn't there before, but all at the same time, you use your success to abuse women. Exactly. 
and now you're just aligning yourself with yourself with an abuser and I'm pretty sure I heard recently that his somebody on his team tried to walk it back and I'm like no I'm gonna dog walk this the fuck out you said what you said say with your whole goddamn chest okay say it with your chest cliff okay (laughs) shit y'all are just stupid okay anyway speaking of black men that need to keep their mouth shut des bryant who uh let me check again because i don't care about sports um a wide receiver for the baltimore ravens which is if you didn't know a football position (laughs) baltimore ravens is a football team i know stuff yeah Um, i was linebacker and powder puff back in high school so (laughs) (laughs) no one get past me that's right it's my best friend blocks those bitches (laughs) oh closest i've ever come to sports um he was on a podcast of some sort that talks about sports. Um, and now you may be asking to yourself, Nikki Alley, you just said you don't like sports. Why the fuck are you bringing this man up? Simple, my friends, because it has nothing to do with fucking sports-ish. Um, <laughs> he decided to speak about Colin Kaepernick, you know, that guy that did the whole movement against police brutality by kneeling on the field um, when the national anthem was playing? That guy. Um yeah. Uh, He decided to say that he wondered where Colin's responsibility was in making jobs for the players that lost their jobs following and following him in his movement against police brutality. Um, To which that I asked, do you think Colin owes anyone a job in the NFL that lost their job? Um, in my opinion, no, because I'm thinking that probably should be someone that's higher up than Colin Kaepernick, like, you know, NFL owners and the president of the NFL. I mean, yeah, Colin Kaepernick can probably use his power and his position to do what he can, but that, you know, as a quarterback, that's probably not his job. That should be like the owners, the president of the NFL and like the higher ups, like than Colin Kaepernick, because that's where the most of the money is. I mean, sure, Colin Kaepernick may be a millionaire at best but the owners not people that own the team the coaches are billionaires Mm -hmm. so why shouldn't be why is the onus on Colin Kaepernick versus like you know the team owners and the presidents and like people part of like the unions right um it's just it's really interesting that your the Des Bryant decided that his take on a man who decided to be brave and bring up an issue of police brutality in like you know bring awareness to it and and this is what kills me because you obviously didn't see the clip i watched the clip um and at the first part of the clip he kept saying like oh i have mad respect for him and that he brought awareness to the, the issue what i don't respect is that like where are you at where was the call to action like why are you not helping the people that you know helped you out like stood with you and my thing is I don't think Colin Kaepernick put a gun to nobody's head and was like, hey, make sure you kneel at Sunday's game. Nobody did that. Everybody yeah. who did that. And there were a lot of people who said, screw you, Colin. I can't afford to not to not stand and pledge of allegiance because I have a family to feed. And that's well right. within their right. Nobody sat here and like um, disrespecting any of those people for deciding not to stand up for a cause. So why are you, as Belmar said, placing the onus of burden on one black man 
um, for deciding to do the right thing, like, and not, you know, the countless other white men in the NFL who said, oh, you think that it's cute to kneel on a field? Fuck you. You don't have a job. Yeah. And so far, there's only like one non-white owner in the NFL. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get where this logic is coming from. What path did your brain take? What, what did those, however many neurons and like brain cells you have left that have been knocked out of your goddamn head? How, what, how did they connect so that you could be all like, ah, yes, Colin started it. um, And then he got fired. And so because, but now he's famous. So because he's famous now, he should now give someone else a job because they also got fired because they decided that, you know, police brutality wasn't, how did that, where did it connect? I don't get it. I don't understand. It doesn't. Yeah. And considering a lot of these NFL owners are like billionaires. I mean, they have enough to buy mega yachts or like giant houses. So why isn't like these owners like, okay, I fired you because we didn't understand, but you're a good player. So I want to support you because I know Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from the NFL. I think he sued and got money for it. So I'm not sure if the fact that, you know, he was probably blackballed and everyone else that he should probably share that money to everyone else that stood for his cause. I mean, that would be the nice thing to do, but it's not required. Right. And then it's also like you... Colin Kaepernick did that but then at the same time it's like you want him to create jobs for these people how they play football like what what do you want him to do create his own goddamn league do you know how much money that would take do you know what it would like what it, what is your suggestion you're like oh where's the call to action okay well I mean, then you make one yeah because the only other field like NFL well, actually, a football league that is being created, either you can go to Canada because Canada has their football league. Mm-hmm. And then also there's the XFL, which is owned right. by Dwayne The Rock Johnson now. They yeah. bought from Vince McMahon. So, but that's only like after the season is over. So I'm thinking it's kind of like summer league for the football. So you want to go join the XFL for that? I'm right. not sure, dude. Like, it's like, you're, you're, you're over here. Like he should be creating jobs. Where? For what? Like for what jobs? What the, I mean, what? there's jobs in medicine. Maybe you learn to be a nurse or probably learn fucking coding. So it does suck that y'all right. lose your jobs because it isn't easy standing up for a cause. Or, right. I mean, I guess from a capitalist point of view, you know, every uh, business have their standards of like what is and what isn't acceptable. I think most of them just puss out. A lot of the NFL just kind of puss out because, you know, Trump made it a bigger issue than it actually is. Mm-hmm. So then here we are. So sucks that you lost your job. But I don't think the owner should be on Colin Kaepernick. I think it should be on the NFL to take care of his players. Right. Like y'all and like this is what irritates the hell out of me about black men, especially y'all, y'all, y'all put the entire onus of burden on like the very few like black people that make millions or billions of dollars. Jay-Z cannot raise up the entire like African-American community. He can't. He don't have like that much money. Okay. Like he has money, but he don't have that kind of money. So I'm just like, you're, you're, you're expecting like what, like maybe like if I had to guess how many African-American people make more than a million dollars, I would like say maybe like what a thousand, two thousand, if that, 
Like I just, there's not enough people for like every, and again, what about you? You're over here talking smack. You still work for the NFL. Like you still make millions of dollars. Why aren't you trying to create jobs for all these people who lost money? If that's what you care about, like put your money where your mouth is. Why is it gotta be somebody else's problem? You do it then. Like shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) like, Y'all are dumb and you make my brain hurt. Probably almost yeah. as much as that CT makes your brain hurt. God damn. <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. We will explain it for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, y'all are, ugh, y'all are weird. Um, I'm going to move on for black men though, um, to white men. <laughs> we're just, we're doing the most. Um, Alex Jones, um, the creator of InfoWars, hard work core conspiracy theorist has been found liable in two lawsuits surrounding the Sandy Hook shooting after he called it a giant hoax as if he was there and saw it all filmed on a set. Ha ha, <laughs> not funny. Which just shows you that your your words have consequences, people. Remember that, okay? Um, several families have already successfully sued him. He's had to pay $7,000. Um, and then obviously since he wasn't able to claim, like uh, back up his claims that this was a hoax, even though I think in 2019, he admitted that he didn't think it was a hoax anymore, which I don't know why it took you. Sandy Hook was in 2012. Why did it take you that many years to figure that out? But whatever. Um, I mean, he admitted in a court of law. Did he admit it on a show? He he said, they, they, they claimed that in depositions, he said like several, oh wait, you know, wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying like the fact that it was a hoax? Like where did he say yeah, it? They, I mean, did he say it in court? Cause same thing with like Tucker Carlson, were you know in um interview for a lawsuit he said no intelligent person will believe what tucker carlson would say it's true because you know it's not actually news but you know but on a show you would get a different uh perspective of it Mm. i i don't know whether or not uh he said well i apparently because he's been sued like by at least nine other families so he was like he was apparently in sitting for depositions and keeping up this claim until essentially 2019 when he finally admitted like, okay, I've realized that it was not a hoax or whatever. Right. But I mean, he was sitting in depositions and he was saying that it wasn't true and that he, and the, but they said on Monday that he failed to provide documentation that back up his claims. And so they did the default judgment, which means that he has to pay money out to these two families who are suing him um, for uh, def- is it defamation? I guess it's not technically defamation. It's it's, but you know, it's misinformation, you right. know? So, um, so my question is, do you feel like this ruling will help deter people from spreading misinformation? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I didn't think so either, but you know, I had to ask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as I wish it'll probably be a lesson for him. Cause I'm thinking Alex Jones has such a large reach mm-hmm. and especially with like social media sites, a lot of people don't always just go to like one person. Cause you know, there's a lot of big mistrust with like mainstream media as they say it, but they rather go to like smaller ones or like Facebook and they share memes. Cause I know right now memes can be spread by wildfire on like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they try to do their best to stop it, but the damage is already done and the fire is too big. So I'm just thinking they're probably a little bit more clever in how they spread it. They may not listen to Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson. They probably go to other social media sites like 4chan, 8chan, Reddit, Facebook, and just spread it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, I think people are too kind of wrapped up in their own, like, just feelings and like thoughts about things sometimes for them to even consider like how that, especially this, like, like for you to like literally open your mouth and remind people, one, not only that have suffered the loss of a child. Like, oh, hey, like, of the loss of that child, but then to say, oh, but it wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, I mean, I feel like fining you is, like, the, like, a slap on the hand. Like, that's, yeah. I feel like you should have went to jail for that. Like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, you're, you're, you're literally exacerbating trauma. Right. Like, you're and it's like it's almost in a way it's almost like gaslighting like yeah because i remember one person from the stoneman douglas shooting um they suffered uh from from the mass shooting and then their father i guess was a big fan of like conspiracy theories now say oh yeah stoneman douglas isn't real you're a crisis actor i'm thinking how can you say that about your own son so i'm just thinking it's fucking up families too right like you can't like I, to pay damages for something that you said like it makes sense if like maybe you like defame somebody's character online right. like for their business or something pay damn yeah like you lied or whatever this is about uh like a mass shooting like this is about people's lives like this is not like you told me I wash, I groom dogs badly. This is not the same. Like those, this is not equating. Like you I feel like you should be in jail. I'm just saying like, like that my brain is like jail, like something like I just, you, so like, I mean, and of course they were pissed off about the default judgment, but it's like, nobody cares. Like you, you, you literally are like, feeding into this like misinformation like curse that we're all under where like people can just say whatever the fuck they want online and like somebody will believe it someone and like it's just you for that for this specifically you need something more than being fined to me like because a thousands of dollars to those families are not going to erase the fact that you gaslit them for seven years about yeah. the death of their child like you go to fucking hell <laughs> yeah and consider the fact like marjorie taylor green herself who a congresswoman also gaslit um you know david hogue saying right. like oh you're not real maybe he had a real gun it probably wouldn't happen see he's a crisis actor he didn't respond to me he's a crisis actor because i'm thinking and practically in every situation no matter how he acts um there's probably just gonna be add more fuel to the father they didn't say anything like oh he's a trash crisis actor his wranglers there or if he said shut the fuck up like see he's angry uh the control is breaking or something like that so if he try to like talk to her intellectually it's not gonna work either so it's like no matter how he answers or responds they probably just gonna twist it to fit their narrative 
Yeah, I, I just, I need y'all to stop putting these stupid people in high places. That's all. That's all I want. Like, just, I feel like that would solve a lot of things. Speaking of stupid people in high places, um, <laughs> or stupid people in semi-high places, um, not necessarily Biden, but on Thursday, <laughs> Biden introduced a $3.5 trillion paternity leave plan, or if like S- HRM is to be believed a 225 billion over 10 years plan uh, in response uh, he introduced a paternity plan and in response conservative pundits and republicans alike proved that they don't know what words mean um, <laughs> after Marco Rubio called the plan and I quote um, the plan name is not socialism it's Marxism and so I, being an intellectual, looked up Marxism because I don't want to look like I'm wrong when I give you the definition of Marxism because I don't have a humiliation kink. I don't go onto this bird app and like to say whatever the fuck <laughs> I want to so that I can be publicly dragged. I don't do that. I don't, I don't like it. Um, so, uh, and in the short skimmy that I did, I'm pretty sure I'm some kind of socialist, but beyond that, um, <laughs> I don't understand why we're complaining of comparing a plan that from what I understand from uh, articles would give three months of paid leave to deal with the care of a newborn ailing family member, um, a member going off into the army, a mental illness and like avoiding, I think one of the, one of the terms was avoiding a stalker, um, Mm -hmm. like getting away from a stalker and things of that nature. Um, I don't know why we're equating that with Marxism. Like it's a bad thing. Well, I'm just thinking anything that's seen as socialist, they want to paint as bad, but also at the same time, uh, I just think, you know, they're trying to connect anything bad with communism, the Red Scare, because we haven't grown up during the Cold War, like the horrors of communism, you know, Cuba's open, uh, Venice, I guess the closest one they want to point to is Venezuela, but then we want to point to like Europe. So I just think right now, um, they're just kind of like the usual Republicans are being hypocrites because, you know, when Trump decided to go push his $2 trillion spending bill, which raised the debt ceiling and spending where the trickle down economics that they praise so much and have actually trickled down, you know, right now our billionaires are doing like fucking space races right now. (laughs) For fun, just for funsies. Yeah, just for funsies. And, you know, we're Amazon made the most amount of money last year and a lot of people didn't have felt that. So I just think right now they're just being hypocrites and saying, oh, it's socialism. They're trying to destroy America. They're going to turn into Russia. We're going to be starving. I'm thinking, one, they're starving people now. And two, we do need like national parental leave because if you care so much about families, um, you know, that's a good way because right now the birth rate is going down and they think, oh, we should prevent abortions. So therefore people will be having more babies, which one, that's probably not a good way because I'm thinking why people don't want to have children or be parents because right now they're not in a good position to like be parents. So I'm thinking of paternal leave or like some type of leave to take care of parents. Or So if I want to leave work for extended period of time, that wouldn't be bad. I think it's back and we should probably extend to like six to nine months. Um, Baby steps, you know, (laughs) three months is probably he's going to have to pull fucking teeth to get three months, girl, like paid leave three months paid leave. Now, this is not three months unpaid. It's paid. 
So you know yeah. that they're going to be pulling their goddamn hair out. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, considering with a lot of women in the working environment where they don't officially have paid leave, they have to like use their combined up, combine their sick days and their vacation days to get it. And I'm thinking if you want people to have kids, making sure that it's safe for an environment financially and emotionally to have kids. So therefore, if a woman wants to leave to have kids, um, she can do that. It's not saying, oh, great, women are bringing down environment. And same thing for men. Right. So if a man wants to say, I want to be an active in my child's life, he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and not just, okay, not just, just be a sperm donor and just be a weekend dad. Right. And babysitting this weekend. Bitch, you can't babysit your own kids. <laughs> okay. Let's make that clear. Um, yeah, my my original question was, do you think that people actually understand what the word Marxism is means and what Marxism is? <laughs> yeah, I don't think what they know what Marxism or socialism or communism, because they like to use that interchangeably. Right, so right. it's kind of like the right now, that's the boogeyman, because I'm pretty sure right now the Republicans really don't have a platform because right now they're not yelling at Biden for spending. Because they're just complaining like, oh, look at this Marxist policy. I mean, who, I mean, public transportation? Who wants that? I mean, in Houston, like, I love Houston, but right. our public transportation sucks ass. Shit. You can't walk anywhere. No. You need a fucking car. That's right. Like, it's a, you have to have a car in the city. If you don't, where are you going to go? You, you would have to live, like, in a block where everything is right there, like, and it doesn't exist. And even outside, since I live, you know, closer to like outskirts of Houston and Mm -hmm. Friendswood, a lot of places do not have sidewalks. And, you know, talking to my significant other recently before he had a car, he had to walk everywhere. And a good portion of like Houston doesn't have sidewalk, which I guess also even worse if you're like handicapped and you're going walking on the grass, let's say on a wheelchair or like any walkers, you're probably going to hurt yourself. So, yeah, public transportation is a must and a lot of other things in there. I'm thinking you're you're threatening me with a good time, sir, like public transportation, pay paternal leave, expansion of like Medicare to include vision, health and mental services. I'm thinking you're threatening me with a good time, sir. Right. I'm so afraid on this spooky <laughs> month of living. Um, I just like. Yeah, I don't, I, I just, I don't think y'all know what Marxism is. <laughs> I just, that's how I feel. I'm like, y'all are over here like, oh, it's Marxist. And I'm like, okay. But I read, like I, I skimmed over it. And I was like, hmm, I might be a socialist, but we'll discuss that later. But like, I, like, I got to the part where like Marx was describing that he wanted a society that had no capitalistic tendencies whatsoever. And I was like, where's the drawback? (laughs) I'm I'm trying to just look for it. I'm like, I mean, obviously I don't agree with all his points or whatever, because they don't, they're not feasible, but like this, he, where he was like, yeah, we need a society where, you know, um, money and all of that does not determine class and classes suck. And like all of the, I was like, like yes more like I'm like so you're literally sitting up here and saying like oh for Biden to offer uh and no this is a let's let's get to the root of the problem for Republicans because from what I read it would literally be accomplished by taxing the rich for one thing (laughs) actually I'm gonna read directly to you what it is 
because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, right. To pay for the program, the president's plan would increase the federal income tax for the top 1% of American income earners for 37% to 39.6%, increase capital gains and dividend taxes for those who earn more than 1 million a year and eliminate certain exemptions to the estate, exceptions to the estate tax. Blah. Um, and it's <laughs> literally 225, $225 billion dollars over the next 10 years it's not like he's like he slammed his like hand on the table and was like give me the money now like he said 10 years 10 yes like, i mean it's not like he's 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 gonna rob scrooge mcduck you want scrooge mcduck to go broke right like nobody said he was gonna hold beyonce to gunpoint and be like give me five million dollars right now for my per, like my my whatchamacallit plan like he didn't say that like he's just he's just gonna tax you hoes like y'all are so afraid of losing some pennies like jesus christ y'all are the stingiest fucking people ever like i spend more than you and i don't even have that kind of money Yes, and how bad America's road is, because I know I think the Society of Civil Engineers, I forgot the name of the society, I apologize for pronouncing it, but I know like right now our infrastructure is bad, and I know you guys may not believe in climate change, but it's real, because yeah. one week at the hottest July on average, and it keeps getting hotter and hotter, it's melting the streets, it's melting the bridges, and then the fucking hurricanes that displace so many people and houses, because my family in Louisiana got this place their apartment got crushed and we probably need to like prepare better i mean the good thing is the levees in new orleans held because you know after you know katrina they build back better mm -hmm. uh so and i think especially for all of america uh how much the hurricanes fucking hurt people uh especially like new york city when the hurricane went up there it flooded a crap load of people and we definitely need to build like in texas uh, AKA the Republican um, Mecca, I like to say, the Holy Land, That's where we talking. deal with deregulation like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> we Preach. freeze. Mm -hmm. So we definitely need to like have, hold more people accountable and like kind of fix like voting rights as well. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people say, oh, black people are too dumb to get an ID. So I think it's not just about that. It's like, you know, right now in Texas, they got rid of 24-hour voting and drive-through voting. Mm -hmm. um, and that has nothing to do with like election integrity or uh, fucking voting IDs. Yeah, like, um, I just, y'all are so incredibly stupid sometimes. <laughs> And when I say y'all, I don't mean the people who actually listen to this podcast, because I assume that if you listen to this podcast, you agree with the things that we say most of the time. <laughs> we are your gods. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's blasphemous. I don't want to be struck by lightning right now. Brandon, no, we're not gods. We're just people. Leave us alone. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Y'all are, y'all are exhausting. You exhaust me. Like, this is, it. It could work like you know and like there's not specifics right now because it's not a bill yet but it's like somebody's offering for to help you with the non-extinction of white people because that's what you care about that's why you put the abortion <laughs> bill in place someone's trying to help you Biden is trying to help you achieve that and you're saying no it's marxist i hate it 
because you don't want to lose your money. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Like what? Pick your priorities, okay? Yeah, and I think if a lot of people living in red areas like experience the good things about this, because like for a lot of people, like when the Affordable Care Act came along, when you called the Affordable Care Act, they loved it. When you called Obama period, they hated it. So I think maybe is maybe branding. So I think uh, Democrats, they have great ideas to need to up their branding. So probably not to call people racist because, you know, they clutch their pearls to say one person, one vote. I mean, I'm not good at marketing, but probably change up the strategy. There we go. Listen, you can hire me. I'm I'm pretty good at marketing. <laughs> Listen, I just need you to get a take Belmar's advice. That was good. Get a better marketing team. Like y'all listen, because when I tell you the amount of videos that I watch of people going, oh, we love the Affordable Care Act. And then like turning around and be like, but we hate Obamacare. Bitch, what the fuck does that mean? They're the same thing. I. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, um, you probably change the image. So I'm thinking change the image of voting, change the image, I guess, defunding the police, probably choose a different funding because i'm guessing as much as i really hate this we do need the help of white people and that's one thing the republicans realize as well you can't just do it with just white people you need definitely the minorities that's why you have like candace owens gas and dave rubin's ass that's where you have like black and gay people coming in there say i may be gay but i can't stand democrats so right therefore- exactly. You know you need us. There are more of us than you. Remember, you're dying. Again, I said that <laughs> like five minutes ago. There are more of us. Like, you know you need us. So I'm just saying, like, d- like get on it. Like, y'all are, y'all are. But, I'm, but the moral of the story is words mean things, and I need y'all to look them up, okay? I need, yeah. before you just say stupid shit and get dragged on the internet. Because, you know what? I don't like to see other people embarrassed. Again, I don't have a humiliation or a degradation kink, okay? <laughs> like, I don't have that. Like, I don't. Like, I don't enjoy dragging y'all. Like, I just want you to know that I do it because I want you to succeed. Okay. If I didn't care about you, I wouldn't drag you. Okay. (laughs) So I need y'all to just learn words, learn them. They have meanings that we ascribed to them, but not your meaning because that's only in your head. Shut the fuck up. I mean, Miriam Webster dictionary, like (laughs) sources that make sense. Just learn words, okay? Look, it's not that hard. Look up Marxist theory. It's literally just three parts. That's it. Some sentences. It's all cool. Just stop yes. labeling random shit Marxism and socially. You sound dumb. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people complain that, oh, people are being radicalized when they go to college because, you know, you go to college, you get exposed to different ideas, and I guess get exposed to like Marxist theory and different things that challenge your original preconceived notion of thinking, wow, I didn't thought about that way. Women are being treated differently in society systematically than men, and so are my different types of minorities. So, yeah. Read a goddamn book and not uh, from legitimate sources. You don't want to like leave like bullshit books that doesn't educate anything. Yeah, please don't read bullshit books. We don't have time for that. Um, Okay, we are going to get into the actual horror part. But before that, uh, we need to take a break because I have to go potty. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. What about? So what do you think of the horror genre? And I'm guessing, I guess the simple answer, yes or no question. Do you like horror? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. 
I know spooky months are y'all. I don't listen. This is this is where you're gonna see. Like a lot of people, I think think Bell Mars and I like are very like pair like parallel, and we think the same a lot. This is where we gonna veer off because she, we're like the exact opposite. I abhor horror. I don't watch it. <laughs> and she's like, "Yes, every horror movie, give it to me. I want it." I wasn't always like that. <laughs> oh, okay. So no, I don't. I don't particularly like horror. What was your first question? I'm guessing. Uh, do you, I guess another question is, what was your relationship with the horror genre? Like, how did you interact with like books, video games, movies growing up? Um. I didn't. Um, I didn't. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, no, Goosebumps. like, I, I didn't read Goosebumps. Nope. Oh. Not like all the other kids out here. I'm not like all the other girls trope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I didn't, I didn't read Goosebumps. Um, I didn't really watch horror films. I'm trying to remember the first horror film I ever watched willingly. And that's hard. <laughs> I don't I don't watch a lot of them. Um, or well, I'm trying to remember the first one I ever watched. Was it was it uh the one where uh, everyone has to die because of fate? What is it? Uh, uh Final Destination. Yeah, I watched Final Destination three. That wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> um and the reason so like I don't like inter- I don't interact with horror. I don't like being scared. That that's the first thing. That's why I never <laughs> like. That's why I never watch horror growing up or anything like that. Um, but like the secondly, like I can so I can deal with gore. I can deal with like like Final Destination. I don't care about any of those characters. They could all die, and I would be like, okay, <laughs> in horrible ways. And like I think also it helps that like when we were in school like we learned like like the effects like went into movies just like really early and so i would just be like that's cornstarch and like you know uh uh red food coloring it's fine uh, <laughs> like i don't care about that but like um uh, so books i think the first horror like genre i guess that i ever interacted with was probably like Macbeth like that was because we had to read that in school at one point oh like, yeah yeah and so oh, like that was and that's a tragedy and it's you know haunt ghosts you know or whatever but like the farthest I ever got as a kid with horror was like you know when they'd have those specials on, on Disney Channel or something where like you yeah. know it would be like or like the you know the um Hocus Pocus Halloween yeah, Town like and because those were safe and fun <laughs> even though they wanted to eat children i was like they're not gonna eat them though it's fine <laughs> so that's yeah i don't hoard and because i don't i don't do psychological horror which is where horror movies are now pretty much i don't do psychological horror because um i have a psychology degree one and two i have an active imagination so whatever you show me on a screen is going to be 10 times worse in my head i'm gonna be like oh my god but you know what they didn't show? The fact that, uh, like, I'll just come up with some, like, crazy, like, pathway. And then at the end, I'll be like, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, I don't, horror and I, no. I don't even know the last horror film I saw. Does, um, does I Am Legend count? Um, I guess it's more of a thriller than a scary movie. Yeah, horror film. The closest I get is a thriller. So, yeah, that's my yeah, Belmars. What's yours? 
Well, as a kid, I absolutely hated horror because, you know, I had older siblings. Um, I mean, I guess my earlier version with horror was probably like Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, scary movie, which is more of a comedy and a horror. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the first, I forgot which one was the first, I think the first horror movie, it was more funny, was Child's Play with Mm -hmm. Chucky. The, the possessed doll and I remember we watched that and my sister dared me to say to our mom shut up and drive or else I'll kick your fucking teeth in I'm not sure what happened I actually did I put my hand on her mouth because she was in a van I'm not sure what happened after that but I'm pretty sure she beat my ass but I don't remember it's like seeing this <laughs> she said there's a like a gap in my memory <laughs> Yeah, so, and then we, I remember the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was actually Freddy versus Jason, that was kind of scary, and Candyman series, because my mom loved bees, um, and then as I got older, I guess I didn't watch it much, but then as now as an adult, I actually like it, because it's kind of like control fear, it's kind of like seeing a shark in a shark tank, versus actually swimming with the shark, so it's not fully there and you know um growing up I didn't do Halloween or all that spooky shit uh but now what else was my mom she actually did Halloween my dad did not do Halloween so I remember my brother dresses ghost face like a witch my sister dressed like his and my brother dressed up like blue from blues clues because he was a big fan of that um i just kind of like as a passerby and um closest thing to a horror was also wwf with the undertaker and i had a dream that kane might kill me the big red machine from wrestling but now i actually enjoy it i mean i also discovered korean horror uh, i remember watching the babadook on netflix so it's like this controlled horror because also i love true crime i mean sometimes that stuff kind of makes me unnerved because you know it's real mm-hmm. and I realized how bad police are at their jobs <laughs> and versus anything now and with psychological horror because my brother's not a big fan of horror either he doesn't find it as scary or he just find whatever reason and we were actually talking like you know you combine any two horror um to any any two genres you can make something new like no you can't so I'm thinking horror and comedy there's horror and comedy movies uh, I watched the film Shaun of the Dead, which is a horror comedy movie. Like, there's apocalypse and zombies, and this guy had to like save his ex girlfriend, and then his friend turns into a zombie. Um, then they kind of adjust, and let's see, and, or horror in another genre, or comedy in another genre. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, now I'm a big buff of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dramedy. So you can combine any two air uh, uh, genres of anything, create something practically new. Google's my internet fucking up. So, and now I actually love the horror genre. Um, I haven't watched any new ones. I'm actually interested in the Squid Game and like other Korean horror because you know they do way better than America. I mean, now I sound like uh, we'll be right now or Korean. <laughs> But yeah, like The Ring and The Grudge originally like Korean films, they do it better. And I remember watching this one Korean film, I think two years ago about this haunted boarding school where girls just like go into seizures for some strange reason. And the eyes roll in the back of their head. I think, God damn, Korea, show me more. Right. Listen, we give credit where credit is due. <laughs> okay. Like we know that in the East, 
they just do things better when it comes to fucking up our brains <laughs> yeah and i even watched a documentary on how they made nightmare on elm Street. so then i start to respect the craft a little bit more i'm thinking huh so and i looked at like big slasher films like jason Voorhees as the biggest kill count or uh freddy krueger when i watched like the documentary nightmare on elm Street. originally he wanted to be a child molester but then they say oh child killer that kills people in their dreams because you know your dream is kind of like your safest space in the world so then you kind of scare kids to staying awake because there was like uh records i think like asian kids who were staying awake and then the, their parents like no just go back to sleep and when they die and they, when they go back to sleep they die so creepy as hell that's right listen the world is the scariest place that there is. <laughs> and even oh yeah no no go ahead <laughs> yeah and even one thing about horror i think about how it changes over time and i think i probably just goes into my next point of like you know back in the day it was like big slasher villains like ah kidnapping white women you're gonna die to more psychological which is what we've mostly shown today mm-hmm. where it's like not a big bad or a spirit or anything but just society and like other people are monsters indeed because we are the real monsters ah real i forgot i was gonna introduce the segment that way i was gonna be like yeah um i'm gonna name this one ah real monsters (laughs) (laughs) um okay so for this segment though we have to understand why people uh like horror movies (laughs) um it's actually hormonal um there's a hormonal reaction we get when you're exposed to a threat or crisis that can motivate a love of being scared. The moment we feel threatened, we feel increasingly more strong and powerful physically and more intuitive emotionally. Um, basically an adrenaline rush. Um, and as humans, we apparently are hardwired to be drawn to the adrenaline rush. And so that's why people are like, yeah, jump scare me, bitch. I want to feel that that shit. No, <laughs> going through my veins. Uh, uh, it's very funny. I don't though. Not me. I don't like it. <gasps> Uh-oh. Belmar's froze. She was just staring at me like in the eyes, y'all. Oh no. <laughs> She's gonna get me. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> I still can't see her move. I can hear her voice. There it is. <laughs> We've been prepared. Social network. I mean, they must make a horror movie with uh can you see me move now yeah i can see you move (laughs) okay (laughs) i think especially with horrors there's probably always especially with films a symbolic aspect to the horror too Mm -hmm. definitely so yeah we just like being scared because adrenaline (laughs) not me though again i don't like being scared (laughs) I mean, you like roller coasters. Uh, yeah, but like those aren't going to kill me, except in Final Destination 3. <laughs> oh, so yes, that's why if you ever want to know why you like being scared, that's why you like being scared. Um, so now we're going to go through. Balmar has a list of all the horror films. And then we're yeah, going to. Yeah, actually uh, through the decades from the site called inside hook because you know every decade you know everything changes around this time so it goes earlier to the 1930s and some of them i'm pretty sure you heard before even though you never watched them indeed 
Okay, so they said, you know, the horror film, the scary movie is, is a work of fun for its fakery, yielding half giggle yelps of fright instead of an unleading bone terror begins in the 30s at Universal. The studios ransacked the annals of gothic literature for most of its illustrious ghouls paired with the most grandiose quits. I mean, I'm sorry I mispronounced these words. I only see them read, not pronounced. <laughs> European actors. So like Boris Karloff put on, on Frankenstein and the money detail and then Dracula. Like the original Dracula where he looks like a creepy goblin. And... <laughs> and achieve a more metaphorical sort of immortality and disappears into the physical man and the werewolves of London. Mm -hmm. They block off the charisma of their leaning man, the rogue gallery. And so invisible man, Frankenstein, the bride of Frankenstein, the old dark house. So around this time, you know, it's the classic, uh, going to kidnap you type thing. So what do you, have you heard of those films and what's your thoughts on them? So um, I've heard of Dracula, obviously, and Frankenstein. I read Frankenstein in college for a class. And so, and side note, Frankenstein is the name of the doctor and not the monster. Okay. Let's yeah. all just get that clear right now. Okay. It's Frankenstein's monster. His name is literally monster. Okay. So just there's that but like yeah i read about those um in college um um i didn't read dracula i tried to read dracula <laughs> when i tell y'all like gothic literature like literature that literally was before like the the like the 1900s is boring as fuck like <laughs> like like it because like they describe every granule on a piece of wood and i'm like i don't care about that where's dracula <laughs> like where like why are you telling me about his great 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 grandson i don't get to the point like so um yeah no i've heard of what do I think of them? I feel the uh, Frankenstein, I feel like has. So I guess the theme around that was like, what being whisked away, being kidnapped, like being taken almost yeah. kind of. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of misunderstood going on there, like especially in the, the two monster films that I'm aware of, like Dracula and Frankenstein, because with Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein's monster was like evolving and learning and literally he like just wanted companionship. And so like he took to that the wrong way, but like, <laughs> he, like, you know, like there's a lot of like, I don't know, like uh, mysterious, like misunderstandings, like that I guess kind of go around like a monster film. And I think it's interesting that in the 1930s, people were really uh, worried about kidnapping. Hmm, I don't know, but yeah. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the good quote from Frankenstein, well, a lot of people quote, I saw it on Tumblr, is that knowledge knowing is Frankenstein is not the monster, but wisdom is knowing Frankenstein is the monster. Yeah. So even though uh, the monster of Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster is, you know, creepy and scary. Dr. Frankenstein is actually the real monster in the series. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So now we move on to the 1940s. So the Universal Monsters, you know, the big granddaddy, they moved on. Uh -huh. So we got some more faces with the 
1940 is Abbott and Costello's meet first. But you know, at this time, you know, we are the greatest masterpiece is the cat people. User friendly is a paranoia. The often bleak presentation of the RKO horror film were rooted in subtext of the real. Uh oh, wait, wait. Original trauma. So like cat people. Hmm? I think I th- you kept. I don't. I don't know if it's you or me, but you kept like, like it kept like messing up the audio and the video. Yeah, so it's like it sounded like a glitchy monster. Oh no! Yes, I mean to scare you. This is brought by T-Mobile Internet. That's right. So they said, yes. They said, you know, Cat People was this film, but saying in decades ravaged by war, persecution of minorities, post-war existential paranoia, the often oblique presentation of RKO horror film, the root in subtext of the real, be it religious persecution and intergenerational trauma, colonialism or ide- ideology and queerness as in the seventh victim. Mm-hmm. So I think they probably use uh, other villains and monsters to use as an outsider. So I think around this time, symbolism kind of used like, you know, zombies, cat people to represent minorities that are being persecuted, especially in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I never heard of these films. <laughs> Neither have I. Like you were listing them, even in the glitchy, I could hear some. And I was like, I don't know any of those. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I may have heard of the Wolfman, but like, not a lot. Like, you know, I think I've heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like a archaic form of werewolf. Got it. Yes. But that's- So let's move on to the 1950s. Yeah. Americans still grieve the loss of World War II. The specter of more devastated loom via the Korean War and the atomic bomb hysteria grew over nebulous threats like commies and UFOs. Yeah. So on the big screen, it transferred to monsters and alien invasions of mad scientists like Roger Corman and Ed Wood, for our personal artistic stuff, like elsewhere, the Twilight Zone was there to living rooms, to haunted houses. And then there's also a horror New War, the Hitchhiker and the Charles director one-off, Night of the Hunter. And then also one thing is House on the Haunted Hill, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, and the thing from another world and the fly was mostly just B movies and the creative fear of nuclear annihilation and transformation. Yet horror was fun. So I guess it's kind of like escapism where it's kind of like too real because, you know, it's around the time of the Cold War. So, I mean, so I heard of the Twilight Zone. haven't watched it. Yeah, I've heard of it, too. And then they remade it, obviously, as well. Um, I've heard of the Twilight Zone. I've obviously heard of the Creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, the rest of those no idea um, but it sounds like essentially they were putting something fantastic on like the, like a like a pace like they're putting something fantastic on top of something that they're already dealing with so that it could seem less real like a, like 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 a sort of disassociativeness right like a distance yeah. like oh like we we may be like going through a shitty time but at least we're not that like you know what I'm saying like yeah. at least we're not there so, and then there's aliens. So I think they also want to play on the fear of like aliens coming here. Like, oh, because yeah, I think also I think Nevada thinking, oh, we saw spaceships and everything. So I think it's also an interesting time, very much rock and roll for aliens. 
So now we move to the 1960s with the most Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 masterpiece, Psycho, mm-hmm. which filled with like pushing titles without modern American horrors. We know it hits the fiction of sex and violence. And for shower murder shocked and memorized American audiences to such flagrant taboo busting, prime their pals for a casual sleaze and bloody cruelty of the decade to come. Because I think especially during this time, it's a lot of slasher flicks. And I think he got the, the blood in that film was actually chocolate syrup. Yum. So then there was an exploitation, Horton Gord Lewis blood fake. Blood Feast kicked off splatter subgenre for the first of his country night gags and gore for a shocktastic effect. And then Haxpolation, which is the, whatever happened to Baby Jane, curdling the grand dames and classic Hollywood murdering deranged sadness of tabloid dreams, along with the, another film in the 1968, Rosemary's Baby, a masterful paranoia of satanic supernaturalism that homes in the horrors of a young woman's lack of control over her own body, and the classic film Night of the Living Dead, the first envisioned flesh-eating undead as an allegory for society self-destruction. Mm-hmm. So it grew, so Americans horror course through teeth and learn how to bite in the 60s, that's why the decade reigned supreme, one of them said. So definitely, this is, I think, a lot of the, terms kind of laid today it's the reason why i'm afraid to close my eyes in the shower because the fucking film psycho right like <laughs> i i mean i told belmars earlier like when i take a shower in this apartment i turn on all the lights that i can see from the hallway <laughs> so that i know if somebody turns them off someone's in here or if i see a shadow moving i'm like someone's in here so like, <laughs> i listen i've never seen psycho but it still affected my psyche okay but like i think like one of the things I wanted to bring up when you were talking is that a, the two of the films that you said featured heavily on women. So I, yeah. I, I wonder if this is the era when they kind of started fe- like focusing heavily on like the tropes that surround women, like, um, like nudity, like how a lot of the times yeah. when there is nudity, it's usually a woman, it's never a man. <laughs> and like we it, that's not even just horror though that's a lot of that's just a lot of television it's getting a little better now now they're like oh look you want to yeah, see some boxes on the screen <laughs> yeah ooh, balls but like before you know it was like you get to see a lot of titties just titties <laughs> everywhere and so like i'm just kind of i think i wonder if that's where like the nudity like kind of craze for women came in and then also like the virginal like the woman, like the virginal, like, like woman survives or like, you know, purity is like really sacred and and whatnot. And then combining that with religious aspects, because again, I haven't seen Psycho or Rosemary's Baby, but again, they still affect people's psyche because it's Rosemary's Baby. Like everybody knows about the Antichrist and like all of that. And of course we all know about Psycho because we don't, close our eyes in the shower is that why white people don't take proper showers <laughs> probably since the 1960s possibly because you might get killed in the shower because you know tells tell of norman bates who i guess has mommy issues and then he cross dresses and he wants to kill women uh, i think it's also inspired by i think other serial killers at the time so and i think lack of control of her own body i think probably this like the birth of like women's childbirth just being a horror film i mean i'm giving birth to the antichrist it's fucking scary i mean it's a it's a good parallel to draw honestly like um because like birth is 
bloody and terrible so like for some people or for some women so I get it um but yeah I just I think that it that's probably where everybody's like obsession with like women in horror films and their place like probably came and then nudity obviously um I'm wondering um is it so wait where did where where did black people fit in in were they were they prominent in the 60s or did that come after I think it comes after because I'm guessing the way that this critic, uh, Beatrice Lazaya, didn't probably expi- uh, have a lot of Black people, especially during this time. Yeah, that makes sense. So we can expect that in the next decade, like when like the 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 horrible trope of how Black people die first in movie, which doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next we go to the 1970s. They said America's horror, like in the 90s, was probably like a vague space because I'm guessing they didn't know how to do with the genre because, you know, earlier in the genre, you had like naked women and slasher films. They said there is a lot rich, weird gems you look um, into this decade, but I'm guessing it's like um, cult classics and probably not as widespread because, you know, mm-hmm. Suburban Sidewalks of Highland, Cross Path of the White Feminist Hysteria, The Stepford Wives, and the PC PTSD of Death Dream, and say in the next room over from the unspeakable domestic turmoil of The Brood and Don't Look Now. You can hear Bill Gunn's radical subversion of Ganja and Hess screaming what other film would never even whisper. Then there's also Lisa Lisa, which is kind of like the rip off of texas chainsaw master and then i think one film i actually did watch is in zaya's blood of carrie with uh-huh. the fairy tale of let's scare jessica to death and then there's uh witch who came to the sea in dawn of the dead and sun tot what's this uh satire of the nazi island flag shockwave so it's not really much big for horror genres, but I'm thinking it's probably a little bit more political because I remember uh, hearing about the movie Carrie. Right. Because um, I remember it was like a dare given to, uh, damn it, what's the artist's name? The author's name. Uh, oh, oh. Um, Stephen King. Yes, Because uh, someone said, okay, you're good at writing men, but you can't write female horror characters and thus... Carrie came along and you know she got a super religious mom who didn't understand period so she thought her daughter was a whore and then she was being bullied at school for having a period so then they got a pig's blood on her and then she killed everyone in her high school so I think this probably like one of the earlier female horror villains yeah which is interesting it's interesting to go from having women being the victims in the decade in the last decade to having women be like like the the aggressor like you know what i'm saying because i think when you think about that that doesn't happen a lot in horror movies still right right? like the the well i mean because you have it doesn't happen that often so you kind of annabelle like today like kind of you know you have maybe the nun um but like la la yorona Oh yeah, like Yalia Rona, but like typically it's like you know a Candyman or right. a uh, if it's a especially it's a slasher fig, it's always a, a man and just running around, usually trying to kill kids. Like I'm, I'm always <laughs> like, wait, well, I guess I'll wait till we get to that decade. Like why do yeah. like the '80s? I think is probably the golden age mm-hmm, of just wanting to kill teenagers. Is that because like? <laughs> Uh, no we'll get there okay keep going (laughs) 
Okay, so let's get to my, I guess, one of my favorite decades of horror, the 1980s. So therefore, they're trying to go for more risk-adverse strategy of low budget and sequels. So you got your slasher, Freddy Krueger, Jesse Voorhees, Michael Ayers, and then they more improve both in this populated horror, particularly with young eyes in search of a dark room to make out and the economic effectiveness of repetition. Beyond their profitable franchises of Friday the 13th, Nightmare Elm Street, and the Halloween, Audience could also find slightly more refined material, a wave of excellent Stephen King adaptations, grace the big screen to the debut cheap amongst the Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining, and then 1913, well, 1983, I'm sorry, Christine was one of the several John Carpenter films to terrorize audience throughout the decade, while The Dead Zone remained mid-career high point for Canadian master of blood horror David Cronenberg. Both films tap into the decade's taste. So then you also have like other grotesque films like The Evil Dead, The Evil Dead 2, Reanimator Society, American Werewolf in London, and Gremlins. So the 80s seemed like they were like a grab bag of like interests. Like, so it's kind of like they brought back slasher fix films, but better. And then they brought back like like things we don't understand with like gremlins and all that a little bit so like the cycle it kind of cycled into like it cycled back into itself basically um and i think I, it's also third type of like oh johnny let's go make out and show my titties on screen right like they were really over here like all teenagers are the same they just want to have sex and because they want to have sex they're gonna die <laughs> like I think yeah like so that uh, that definitely comes into the to like most of the tropes that we probably have today we recognize right like where the virgin girl like lives at the end because she's blonde and she's pretty pretty privilege and also she hasn't had sex so that's yeah. good but then that mouthy chick at the beginning she has to die first along with the black dude because we don't like that yeah the black guy always dying in this film because I remember in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the black guy dies, like he appears in the third film, he dies in the fourth film. And I think Nancy, the girl, yeah, the virginal girl survives Freddie because, you know, she's smart, virginal, and she's a brunette. She doesn't show her titties at all. She lives. So I'm not sure if it's kind of like coincides with the AIDS crisis or so scare everyone off of sex and drugs. Right. Like, I, so yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to connect to the AIDS crisis, which I think is a good point, like that's probably why they were also killing off black men because they thought black men were pretty much carriers of the AIDS, like the AIDS crisis and yeah. HIV. And so like, they're like, okay, kill two birds with one stone. You kill off the black dudes. And then you like also like kill off all of the sexually like horn doggy people because we don't do that here, kids. You <laughs> don't abstinence because that's what America is about. Abstinence. You don't have sex when you're a teenager. <laughs> exactly. And I think they also, I think Child's Play also came in the uh, 80s as well. Because I remember Chucky, well, I'm not sure if he either came in the 80s or the 90s, but I remember Child's Play is also there. And I guess with Gremlins, because I think also 80s was like peak commercialism. So anything you can buy with yourself. So you want a Gremlin doll, you get a Gremlin doll. If you want a Chucky doll, you get a Chucky doll. That's right. True points, true points. Oh, man. 
So I think let's go on to the 90s. So I think this probably actually the birth or the horny vampires, they put it. So Bram Stoker's Dracula, Interview with Vampire, uh, yeah. Village of the Dam, Night of Living Dead, and a handtail, okay at best. Stephen King's act, the adaptations of Needful Things and the Dark Half, which I never heard of. No offense to Stephen King, I'm pretty sure he's a good writer, but I'm guessing now it's not very rememberable at this time. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of the, uh, there's already been countless like knockoffs, like slasher villains. So even the biggest acts are probably not like doing well financially, like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, they weren't doing good in the 90s. So it's just mostly corny stuff but then screen came out in 1996 which is kind of like subverting a lot of the established rules that we have so west craven sleek and sex legitimate bunny owed to the slash of yesterday was a massive hit buying multiple sequels and army of self-aware copycats so i think especially at the time they did like to like all those tropes those built in the 80s they probably like to make friends like oh, you're just a slash villain. I don't believe you. I'm going to talk to my friend. Oh, this guy with a knife. Like, no, yeah, he's a real killer. So I think, especially around that time, they like to poke fun at like a lot of the tropes that the 80s build up. Yeah, that's true. And then they took, I think it's important that like Anne Rice's like horny ass came in the 90s because it's like you took what was happening in the 80s where they're like no sex to let's just have sex with the monsters like that was a jump for me like oh um before I forget there's actually a word for that it's called teratophilia (laughs) um and according to wikipedia it's basically it's Uh, It means that monsters function as an escapist fantasy for some women, since the monster is able to embody masculine attributes without presenting itself as a man, which, if you present yourself as a man, may embody trauma and terror in extreme cases and aggravating or aggravating patriarchal arrangements in the, like, least case. So that's why women want to fuck monsters, because they're not actually men, but they can look, take the shape of man without all the bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. And to end the 90s, there was the film called The Blair Witch Project, which introduced America to the concept of found footage in the summer of 1999. Before long, John would never veer back towards the newer version of derivative, repetitive rut that Craven was just broken out of. So I think with The Blair Witch Project, I think it was also pretty good because I also remember it also leads other um, social media um, horror, like the found, because I remember this is one um horror film that was in the later decades after this where it's kind of like on like a chat roulette group where it's like people were dying and i think uk you could use a cheaper budget with this found footage and scare people with it mm-hmm. so i think it probably that's a great thing to a horror uh film like oh i saw this on social media and like at jump stairs yeah and i think the 90s was also when we got the occult like a, like a lot of people being obsessed with the occult um because like the craft came out that year even though it's not i don't know did you like say the craft is a horror film the craft yeah the craft oh Mm -hmm. Oh, no Uh, there's a Stephen king adaptation called the dark half my bad oh yeah i know but like i remember like you were talking about uh you were talking about the blair rich project and i'm like there's this like a film about witches that came out in the 90s and i couldn't remember if it was but like that's like people really got into like the occult and like you know something else aside from like religions like big religions like you know catholicism or whatever and demons they were all like yeah. let's just go straight to the source which is paganism and go to <laughs> witches instead <laughs> <They're> like, <"Yup." laughs> so i mean that's interesting 
Like that's it's interesting to track that for how we went from like don't have sex you'll die to just have sex with the monsters and you may still not die or turn into a monster, <laughs> and then making fun of like making fun of tropes and then the old cult. That's interesting. That's an that that the decade we were born. Look at all that. <laughs> like just so and then now we go to the two thousand. They say the painful irony inherited in this horror films 2000s that they are hard to look at with so much to see. This in part due to their extreme nature are so-called to- torture porn. Submerged with the viewer pools of grimly viscera and pits of used hypodermic needles, but to its credits owed to the palette of rusty browns, gangrene teals, and muddy blacks as the par- partially decomposed images daring to us to look deeper. Even we have to pay the price, the aftermath of 9-11 and rib films and viewed a political subtext of the major horror films 2000s, marathons and suffering like Hostel, saw on high tension with broke tissue, transgress bodily boundaries and follow each other. But at the same time, a fresh strain of fear drifts to ephemeral from the tactile spreading abstract terrors through boarding technologies, J-horror remake, The Ring and found footage freakouts wreck and paranoia activity asserted our obsession with documentation as proof that human nature or just right with little control we have over our lives and our memories into a conception of ourselves into oblivion. The horror cinema 2000s paradoxical both ground in the physicality of flesh and rootlessness in the intangible videotapes and camcorders, quick to confront viewers with inhumanity and yet unable to reconcile with the possibility of our own complicity. So I think it's good. It's that great, I guess, irony of the early 2000s, like during 9-11, because, you know, we both, we have control over our lives, but yet we don't. Mm-hmm. So you have like found footage genre of like paranormal activity, like there's ghosts in my house. And I think this is also around the time when, you know, camp, no, was it the time when we had cameras start getting phones? But every, uh, cameras were more accessible during that time. So I think there's a obsession with that. But then also the work of your own actions, like the, uh, Saw, which aka I like to say, as I told Nikki Allen earlier, my childhood living with Stewie because she's kind of <laughs> like Saw. Uh, she made me drink a cup of hot sauce to get a Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> and because she wanted to like do things so we can eat food because, you know, <laughs> childhood. So, so yeah, I think it is probably send like torture print and also found footage that happened in the late 90s. Yeah, like, I mean, so I guess you can link it to just like the technology, right? Like we were more technologically advanced, CGI was becoming better. And so that's where you get all of this like, love for like torture porn like yes let's have the most fucking blood splatter oh my gosh what would happen if we crushed a body with a like giant plate of glass like what? <laughs> like just you know like people like they were like you know like they were trying to get shock value in a different way that they couldn't get shock value before and then of course like yeah we do have cameras uh, now that that are being introduced um, there's computers there's like all this like other like these other technology things and so people are playing with that um, and like and that's where like one of the I guess that's where the trope started with cell phones eventually like in that that early 2000s to 2010 thing where it's like I have no cell phone service <laughs> like just like they're just like running around and they're like I'm trying to call someone but I can't and it's like oh no like so yeah um I I'm trying to remember oh wait when did the exorcist come out 
the I think the original Exorcist probably came out in like the 80s. And I think it's probably, I guess, when you go back retroactively, um, I think that's also like the birth of satanic panic as well. Um, well I can't even look that up. It's 1973. Okay, so in the 1970s, I guess, to go back to the 1970s. So part right. of the person you put on the list. Right, so and that, that's when Rosemary's Baby was on there too, right, in the 70s? Yeah. All right, yeah, so that makes sense, like, that they were in the same kind of vein, like, you know. Um, oh, The Exorcist was banned. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Jesus. They said um, it supposedly provoked fainting, vomiting, and heart attack. Ooh, in theaters <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> oh, they banned that shit. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But, um... Yeah, no, why was I thinking of The Exorcist? I feel like some other movie that was like real religious came out in the 2000s, but I can't remember. Because I also know so also around the time, like remakes that are probably forgettable. Yeah, started happening. Mm-hmm. That's true. But then like, okay, so we get ghosts in the, in the early 2000s. So, which I think is interesting that like, we didn't have like really more people obsessed with like ghosts in like the earlier years you know what i'm saying they're obsessed with like physical tangible like monsters instead of you know intangible spirits but i guess at the same time it's the question of how are you going to show that on film you know earlier than the 2000s because you didn't have like the type of effects that you may have needed or something yeah yeah and it gets kind of weird because they, they had the invisible man like like in the 1930s but i'm guessing you can probably like have like a fish like an apple on a string thinking he's eating an apple or something like that <laughs> versus i guess now you can probably go into more detail how you can do that so i think technology is getting better and filmmaking and also as a society as well yeah okay so 2000s all right lots of technological things are happening nice um now now my favorite decade 2010 so the horror class of the past but remain classic for good reason but genre standouts over the last decade had the advantage of hindsight synthesizing the combined wisdom nearly 100 years into new fees and we'll still be watching over 100 the next century so now we have more Filmmakers like Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, Sophia Tikal, Robert Eggers, who defines the genre labels, including cringe-inducing elevated her or effects that we cannot let Hollywood make happen. So long overdue social reckonings found in artful voice in films like Get Out, mm-hmm. Us, Swallow, and The Love Witch, and like, and established outside horror ranks and invitation. I think also we need to add the film Hereditary. I think that came out recently, where it's like social ones. And I think what makes that so good is like, I've been in situations like in Get Out, where it's like, you know, kind of like the microaggressions when they kind of like ask me ignorant questions, like, wow, can I feel your skin or feel your hair? Is it, you know, you know how you brothers do. And I guess what makes it even scarier, it's not like the usual KKK racist white people. It's kind of like the whole, I'm a Democrat, Black Lives Matter, I'll vote for Obama for a third term type white person. And I was dating someone like that at the time and it scared me. Yeah. Like kidnap me and like use my body for something. Yeah, and implant a white person's consciousness in it. Um, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, so the 2010s, like that era is when we get a whole bunch of psychological horror, right? Like, and that's yeah. where, and like, essentially at that point, 
um when 2010 came around I was like 15 and that was like pretty much like you know when you could start going to horror movies or whatever in that age gap. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not gonna. Cause that's when like all of the horror movies that had the shit that I didn't like started coming out. <laughs> so like, I could have dealt with the 2000s and like, you know, the- um, Found footage. Yeah, like, you know, like, or like the, um, the, you know, the gory like nonsense or whatever, not Saw because I feel like Saw is more psychological than people probably give it credit for because yeah. like, you know and saw like there's a there's decisions that have to be made like oh you can lose your arm or your friend could lose her toe which one will it be and it's like <laughs> um i'm a bad person if i choose them but also it's gonna hurt if i choose me so it's just like i like it's you know the 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 trauma of like that kind of decision being your in your hands and power and then like isn't 2010s there was a lot of like gross ass like horror in the 2010s because I'm pretty sure what's that movie called where they were all attached at the butt with to the mouth oh um, uh <laughs> dang it what's it called the centipede or yeah human centipede somebody like my friends are like oh let's watch it and I'm like fuck no, I'm not watching people get their mouths <laughs> someone else's ass. I'm not doing that. Like, the, I feel like 2010s was really experimental, right? Like, people did a lot of, like, The Quiet Place came out. Um, I'm pretty sure, wasn't that 2019 or something? Yeah, The Cabin, The Woods. Uh-huh. It's a, it was a lot of obsession with you not actually seeing the, the villain, but it was there. Right. And so it's just yeah. like the tension was always up all the time. Right. And so it's just right. like, is Bird Box considered a horror film? I guess not, even though I feel like kind of it is. Or is it a thriller? See, that's my problem. A thriller. I mean, yeah, there's a difference between, I guess. I mean, the line between, I guess, horror and thriller are just kind of like so thin because I know a lot of horror films are considered thrillers and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because I technically watch Bird Box and I remember when they were talking about Bird Box, they were talking about how they originally did have like the thing that was killing all the people. They had like like an actual figure for that. But when yeah. they tested it with audiences, they were so scared that they <laughs> couldn't watch the rest of the movie. And so they were like, oh, maybe we need to rethink this. <laughs> yeah. I also remember the Babadook also came out, um, which is a... Australian uh, horror film and I guess uh, it was mostly about a woman grieving her husband who's also the father of her child and the child's also bad and you're not sure if the kid's crazy or they actually see the Babadook and then I guess it became a joke meme because they said oh it's pride month and they put the Babadook under there so they think the Babadook is bisexual and they ship the Babadook with it wait when did it come out see that's we need to talk about that too everybody's fear of clowns like started like somewhere was that the 90s the 80s because stephen king Um, wrote it so i think the first uh it came out let's see because not it follows it's um clown film came out in 2017 but we're talking about the original one yeah original yeah because i remember it coming out in the remake uh oh no not the miniseries they said oh yeah it was the miniseries the original it was a miniseries oh it was 1990 
Hmm, interesting. So that came out in the 90s. Too. So everybody's fear of clowns started in the 90s. I never got the fear of clowns because I don't fear clowns. But like, I dressed up as a clown when I was like three. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably also started in the um, 90s as well because I think that's when John Wayne Gacy was arrested. Um, and he was known as the largest uh, serial killer with the largest kill count, but he also had his own business and, you know, he dressed up as a clown. So I'm thinking that's when scary clowns came along too. That makes sense. I was wondering about that, but like, so, okay. So the 2010s was again, like a lot of creepy shit you couldn't see, but then also, oh, I remember I was going to say a lot of movies that centered around children, like hearing shit. Or like being like having weird imaginary friends or being yeah. possessed by something also started happening in the 2010s, I think. Um, yeah, or- I think now with kids, because I think also in the genre, kids were always scary because sometimes yeah. kids say the darnest things and it creeps you out. so I think kids being possessed like the girl from the ring um I guess the exorcist you know that little girl was also possessed Mm -hmm. and I think now like in the film hereditary where you gave birth to this horrible thing (laughs) I shouldn't say that about kids but (laughs) then they might kill you he's so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) you're lying (laughs) so kids might kill you so yeah I think killer kids also is pretty scary too because I think also remember this one interview about this girl said yeah I want to kill my parents (laughs) I mean kids bruh kids just be like being grasped on to the most aggressive of spears sometimes it's like (laughs) oh release from my child um but yeah so it's a lot of unseen villains kids being creepy as fuck um (laughs) or trying to kill you um uh psychological obviously and then like a lot of societal stuff oh and then also of course um is a is a what's that stupid perch is that considered a flash a slasher fic i mean a slasher fic a slasher film well because i remember that happened in the early 2000s the purge was the early 2000s or was it like late 2000s i could have swore the purge came out in 2010 or like the 2010 okay yeah no the first purge was 2013 okay so so yeah i think that's kind of goes into like uh society issues i guess right. kind of like the downfall of society and everything mm-hmm. and you know black president at the time <laughs> right like they were they were really hyping hyping that up or whatever right um i guess that also is like when we got a lot of um when we would you say that we saw less of like black people dying in the, like because of that as like a result yeah i think less less black people dying and i guess more black people taking the narrative too because i know there's a lot more horror films to probably re-examine you know black characters like jordan peele during this time black guy survives i watched the original ending when they thought Hillary would win. So the original ending would just be the main character would go to jail for killing his white girlfriend, the black fan, and his whole white, and the white people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he really, you know what? Trump got elected. We should probably just choose a different ending. Mm-hmm. So they decided with the TS motherfucking A guy saving him. 
And it's a better, I guess, a little bit more of a lighthearted ending. So there's also that. And then I also remember there's a film also come out like a haunted weave. Yes, that's right. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Good hair, I think is what it's called. I think, yeah, like bad hair or something. Haunted weave movie. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I didn't even have to type it in that hard in Google. It's like, yeah, the haunted weave movie. Bad hair. <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they, I, they also, I think, kind of took that from East Asian culture because there's a lot of movies where hair is involved in horror flicks in that way. So yeah, and I think to probably say like social issues, kind of like the unnerving thing. So I guess if I want to get hair extensions, like with my braids, is like might kill me at night. <laughs> That's right. Watch yourself. Yeah, but like, uh, and I think like the two thousands and beyond were a lot of like, you know, that like parodies also came out, right? So everybody's yeah. like, let's do horror comedy, <laughs> like what is that horomedy or something like that or yeah, like I mean, if it was like an actual slasher fic like i'm not i keep on a slasher fic. if it was an actual slasher movie there would be some twist that was ironic and kind of funny like that one where they had the the what was it, vince vaughn like switch places with like a teenage girl or something in one of them i remember like that one came out recently or something like yeah, he was like a, and he was trying to, he was killing everyone in her body. Like, so they, but, and she was in his, and they were like, oh my God, like we have to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of subverting, but yeah, I remember like in the 2000s, there's a lot of like spoof movies too. I remember the movie Scary Movie. I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or just kind of like turning down, uh, I guess, general children's already been built up in the 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. Um, and I guess also more people color, I guess, in the driver's seat when it comes to horror and them living, like also in us as well. So I'm thinking, I would love to see, I mean, it's different from the black pain. And I'm guessing if we probably wouldn't go in the black pain horror route, um, probably like a haunted ele- antebellum Um I guess for the future of it, more, I guess, more like, well, probably not more black killers, but would be interesting to probably have like a white couple like, oh, we should have a wedding at this um, plantation and end up just dying mm-hmm. as a black ghost. Because uh, my sister Stewie said she doesn't believe in ghosts because there was a lot of ghosts of like black slaves and Native American will come and start killing people. That's right. I mean, that, I remember a guy said that on TikTok. He was like, ghosts can't harm the limit living because if they could a lot of white people would not be like live there wouldn't be none there wouldn't be any <laughs> I was like, that's good point sir good point um yeah no I yeah so I'm interested to see where it goes I think in the in this era like we're gonna get because you know they always say that like genres and tropes and like stuff like that that we were talking they're cyclical mm-hmm. and so like I mean, for right now, everybody wants to fuck the monsters, but then like later on, they could be like, we're scared of them again, you know, like, so just, it just depends because like art reflects real life or whatever. So I like, guess it, it just depends on like where we, are, we end up as a society and we'll see what we get. But so far, like, you know, we're getting a lot of interesting, we got the remake of Candyman, we got the, uh, um, 
we got uh jordan peele is coming up with some other movie like uh, there's a spaceship involved and i was like oh my god no jordan <laughs> um <laughs> uh uh hereditary is coming out or it has come out um the quiet place is still a thing so like i mean i think we're gonna get an interesting grab bag um somebody's probably gonna make a horror movie about corona let's be real um if they haven't already (laughs) yeah because it's something i love to see because i guess play on like typical fears because i know m night Shyamalan play on i guess people's fear of grandparents too so i'm excited yeah Yeah, because that film came out so I am excited to see where the drama goes. So probably they might just go into like other um, unheard of story. Cause you know, every culture has like some type of boogeyman. That's right. So it'll be pretty cool if we go see, cause you know, La La Llorona was like in Mexico's the boogeyman. And then a lot of like Korean films. Now we're in an international economy. Well, mm-hmm. I guess international marketplace of like different ideas so i can see what's going on in japan see some mm-hmm. j horror or see some k horror which is also going to be pretty darn cool mm-hmm. so and then also i more maybe social issues because you know art isn't in a vacuum and you know mm-hmm. throughout the decades people are influence of the time so we may not have like a disaster movie because you know post 9 11 um like um, pre 9 11 there's a lot of disaster movies you get to see like aliens destroy the white house but you know post 9 11 where you see like the twin towers fall we may not do that again but probably may see it again like oh they're attacking like different different landmarks i mean i'm not sure as long as there's no terrorist attacks probably not gonna do anything with guns because you know with a lot of mass shootings and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah so we'll see where people dare to venture but yeah um that's the horror for today be afraid of yourselves because you're the real psychos yay (laughs) (laughs) um we're gonna take another quick break and then we're gonna come back and do something fun (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll be back 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 back. we're gonna play we're gonna play fuck mary kill (laughs) with horror villains (laughs) let's do this thing (laughs) okay so i'm gonna start with the heavy hitters of the genre fuck mary kill freddy krueger jason Voorhees, or michael myers um oh wait let me look at jason Voorhees again i don't remember what that man looked like okay he's got the he's the one with the whatchamacallit mask like he's hockey mask and he's like seven feet tall and he's seven feet tall Wait, yeah. what are the what are the other people? <laughs> How tall are they? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who has killed the most people? That's the most important question. Uh, Jason Voorhees has the highest uh, kill count of any horror villain. I think it's in the hundreds. Okay. Uh, um, he mostly stays in Crystal Lake. So, but so he's good with water. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually trying to like talk this man up. Like, oh, he's good with water. Um, and Michael Myers is a uh, Halloween. Halloween. He also has a face mask, and then we also have a. Uh, would you say Freddy Krueger? Yes, he was guy. burned alive mm-hmm. by the parents of the kids he murdered. Um, so he instead of to get revenge on the parents, he killed the kids of Elm Street, which must be the longest fucking street in the world. 
Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Freddy Krueger gonna have to have to die. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> he's burnt. Like he's he real burnt, and his fingers. What he gonna do for me? Um, so I'm gonna have to kill him. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Jason. <laughs> and I think I'll marry Michael. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. That's my final answer. <laughs> oh you know they just keep the mask on just keep the fantasy alive (laughs) yeah i guess i'll go with uh mary michael myers okay i mean i know he has some mommy issues fred and i'll fuck freddy krueger because you know he can do anything i want in my dreams so i'm thinking i could be as scared and aroused as i want (laughs) okay okay and i just killed jason because i'm pretty sure i mean i love water love swimming but come on dude we can go outside of camp crystal lake because i'm just thinking fucking mosquitoes that's i mean that's how he died because two teenagers decided to fuck so he might kill me if we want to fuck. So sorry, Jason. Maybe he was just jealous because he wanted to fuck too. <laughs> and there's no one to fuck him. <laughs> he well, was a kid with special needs and then he died. And then his mom tried to get revenge. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just need his head pat. Oh, uh, <laughs> like a little bit pat pat, sir. Oh, not me defending my choice. Anyway, go on. <laughs> okay, fuck, Mary, kill, Hannibal Lecter, Pinhead and Leatherface. And if it helps, Pinhead, orig- the original Pinhead in the book was originally a woman. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, Pinhead is a lady. It's kind of hot. Okay, wait a <laughs> Okay, wait, who else am I looking at? Hannibal um, Lecter and Leatherface. Um, hmm. Not somebody drawing a fan art of Leatherface and it being a woman and she looking kind of hot as well. Uh, <laughs> Um, let's see um i think i want to fuck pinhead <laughs> the woman version though not the man <laughs> also i'm gonna need them to put a pillow like because what if they can't they can't stab me right with their face we not kissing that's all i'm saying <laughs> we're, not, we're not kissing um okay let's see hannibal lecter can die because i'm pretty sure that man would eat me um if we did anything else um, and then uh, I guess I'm a Mary uh, Leatherface, even though I, I'm not, I won't, maybe I just won't look at him. Maybe we can get him a new face. <laughs> I mean, he can create a new face from different types of people. So maybe we just make him wear a mask like we are right now. They just wear a mask all the time. That's my final list. Okay. Well, for me, I guess I'll have to kill Leatherface. Okay. I mean, it's not going with it. I'll fuck Pinhead. Man or woman. I mean, this guy kind of looks attractive either way. They, them uh, looks attractive. And Mary Hannibal Lecter, because I remember watching Silence of the Lambs. Surprised that they didn't mention that in the horror film, because uh, it's the only horror film to win an Oscar. And I'm guessing kind of like that psychological, you're smart. And he's attracted to uh, smart people as uh, as well mm-hmm. so he may not want to kill me i mean if i can be smart he may help me and he's a doctor but he kill people and eat people that's what i'm saying like what if one day he thinks you're just so smart but you fuck up and you say the wrong thing and he's like her flesh looks particularly delicious today that's all i'm saying like this is a buzzer. i mean you can eat me out one ways and once <laughs> take that chance when we get married damn it (laughs) 
Okay, so fuck Mary Kill, Pennywise, Chucky, or Norman Bates. What the fuck does Norman Bates look like again? Uh, he was the bad guy in Psycho. Hmm. Norman Bates don't look that bad. Um, okay, what's my other choices? Um, Chucky or Pennywise? I know a lot of people want to fuck Pennywise. Um, okay, I'm gonna marry Norman Bates because he seems like he just needs to be coddled, right? He's a mama's boy, right? Right. Okay, so he's just gonna be coddled and then I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> and so I'm gonna, uh, I'm not fucking Chucky because I'm going to get a splitter. So I'm going to kill Chucky. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then I guess I'm I'm going to have to fuck uh, uh, the the other one. Um, the Pennywise? Pennywise? I guess I'm going to have to fuck Pennywise with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> he, don't, he won't eat me, right? He just eats children. That's fine. I think I'll be yeah. okay. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> I just... Okay. So I guess I kind of agree. I have to kill Chucky because it's a doll. I still have stuffed animals and right. so I have to kill them. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll fuck Norman Bates. So I'm thinking he'll feel women. I guess I'll marry Pennywise. So like only every 27 years, he just comes, he dies and he comes back and he dies. So I'm thinking every 27 years can do my own thing and thinking it's like a long distance open marriage. Wait a minute. Oh man, I didn't remember that shit. I forgot. <laughs> Wait, can I change my answer? <laughs> Was it either 27 years or 17 years? Or like some gap. Okay. Well, wait, no, you said, okay, wait, no, I... No, I still want Norman Bates as my husband. It's okay. Um, and that because I only because I could just wait to fuck Pennywise because I don't even know when he's gonna show up. So like <laughs> I don't even know. I'm gonna be like, well, he gets here when he gets here. So next is Dracula. And I guess to make it easier, any form of Dracula you want, okay. Ghostface and Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance, he's the guy from the shining. Here's Johnny. Oh, that psychopath? Um yeah. Oh, he's not cute. What is the uh? What is my other choice? Ghostface, Ghostface, and I guess Dracula. Any form you want for Dracula. Ghostface. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna marry Dracula because that man gonna be asleep like most of the time. <laughs> he's gonna be asleep during the day. I can go to work, and then like you know, I might let him suck a little blood, and get a little in. Um. You know. So he'll be. And then I'll be all like, only kill animals, ho. Like, I'm not here for you trying to take other people's blood. Also, because I'm jealous, okay? Fuck that. All right? <laughs> Mer. Um, I guess Ghostface. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck Ghostface. I'm gonna fuck him. And then I'm gonna kill Jack Torrance. Because that man is really just, he's not, we're not doing that. <laughs> I agree. I mean, Dracula, I mean, he's only up at night, so he probably knows one hell of a nightlife. Uh-huh. I guess fuck Ghostface because he's going to be wearing that mask. And I guess kill Jack Torrance because I guess he just goes crazy. I guess that'll make me paranoid because I like having doors and privacy. Yeah. yeah. He might try and come and kill me or my kid. I, yeah, no. No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> What are my next three arms? Yeah, so it's Samara, and she's from the... The Ring, the, right? Yes. Okay. The monster from the Frankenstein movie, Frankenstein's monster, or and Jigsaw. 
killing jigsaw um i know that without a doubt um i'm gonna marry frankenstein's monster because again that man just want um, that monster rather i don't know if he subscribes to being a man um just wants love like so I'm just he just needs to be coddled a little bit that's all like i'm just gonna be like it's okay how was work today you didn't kidnap anybody did you okay that's great all right and then i guess i'm uh i guess i'm fucking samir <laughs> <laughs> that's the only the only option i have left like it just <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna be the opposite i w- probably would marry jigsaw oh why <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking he probably wants to die he plans it so i'm just thinking probably be that soft spot i'm not sure or maybe he wants me to be part of his plan or maybe i'd just be 100 separate i don't know how don't, that relationship is gonna work i'm never gonna visit your house like because <laughs> i would be like man her fucking husband is about to set me up <laughs> i'm not doing it you don't have to come I over guess here. fuck the monster from Frankenstein's monster because I guess he's a sweet, sensitive soul and uh, tall and different, many different parts. And I guess I'm killing Samra. Nothing personal, but I guess you have to die, ring girl. I mean, but she just comes out the TV. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have to turn it on. Did <laughs> she come off the TV or come up the well? Or they're kind of the same shit. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I would just, again, fuck her once <laughs> get it over with and then send her back on her merry way to the tv and which i will never turn on again <laughs> but also i feel kind of bad because it's samira little wait a second she's a child i feel like this is i feel like this is the wrong answer can i change my answer i don't <laughs> love children oh wait a minute <laughs> Can we age her up for this, like legally? <laughs> like, can she be a yes, legal? I guess a teen, like an adult samurai, like an 18 year old. Yeah, I'll fuck an adult samurai. Thank you, because I'm not fucking no kids. Um, <laughs> okay, so next is Annie Wilkes. Uh, she is a horror villain. Uh, if I forgot what the name of the Stephen King book that she came from, oh, yes, Mercy yeah mm-hmm. uh pamela Voorhees, jake uh jason Voorhees' mom and the creeper from jeepers creepers well, okay okay and then what do you say the 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 who the creeper from jeepers creepers the creeper oh oh no no i was like oh no wait a minute um <laughs> Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, interesting options. Okay, uh, uh, my first option was was who again? Uh, Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. She's obsessed. Like I'm your number one fan of your podcast. Yeah, that's stupid. You can end it. I'm gonna kill you if you don't change it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Ooh. <sighs> interesting um ooh. <laughs> for me i guess i'll fuck pamela Voorhees because i'm guessing she kind of probably has like an incestuous relationship with her son or it could probably be justified like okay you killed my son because you weren't paying attention to your job so i'm just thinking she probably needs some i guess need to get laid so maybe she won't be as violent um let's see the creeper <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll marry the creeper because I think Annie Wills is way too obsessive. 
So, I mean, that obsession probably just scares me. <laughs> she might stab me. Like, you try to leave me? Yeah. No, you know what? I'm going to have to go with that. Annie, I'm going to have to kill Annie because what I don't want to do is lie for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, girl, I'll do it. <laughs> like, just no, 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 no. Um, I guess I'm going to, no, no, I'm going to fuck the creeper. Um, and I'm going to marry Pamela Voorhees um so i could placate that girl like it's okay i'll take care of jason even though she can never find out that i apparently fucked jason as well so like, <laughs> you don't need to know that um maybe she might like it actually because if i'm his stepmama maybe she thinks that that incestuous shit is, is cool <laughs> she likes that parent child relationship type shit <laughs> okay let's see next is the tall man which is a mortician turned to the dead until his minions and kill people with fine metal balls with blaze attached from the phantasm in 1979 patrick bateman okay isn't he the same one or and pazuzu from the exorcist the 1973 exorcist oh yes patrick bateman is american psycho and then what was the last one uh pazuzu pazuzu how the fuck do you spell that okay here it is (laughs) (laughs) thank you and the tall man pazuzu wait Uh, okay and the tall man um I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I looked up Pazuzu and he frightens me, so I'm killing him. <laughs> like he don't even look as like I mean subjectively he doesn't. But there's something about his eyes. That I was like, oh oh no, and I immediately clicked off the page. I was like, go back to Patrick Bateman. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to kill him. Um, so my in my options for fucking and marrying are Patrick Bateman or the tall, the tall man. Can you give me some more information about the tall man? Like, <laughs> okay, so he says the mortician turns the dead into his minions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He began his life in the 19th century. Mortician named Jebediah Morningside. Okay. So his real name is Jebediah Morningside. Who's a mortician? That real white. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then of course we have what's his face, who is not a bad-looking white man as the american psycho patrick bateman um so well uh, remind me what does he he kills just random people does he kill women wait uh let's see he let's see patrick bateman let's see finding the page let's see he's a blue call worker uh he's either sadistic homosomy or just delusional and paranoid to living uh i think he's just crazy because he's rich not sure who he kills Ah, okay so um i'm gonna marry patrick bateman because i want some of that money um (laughs) and also he's i wouldn't mind looking at him for the rest of however long my life is before he kills me um and then i guess i'm fucking the tall man well, actually, would marry the tall man. I guess maybe the mortician working with the dead doesn't creep me out too much. Mm-hmm. Fucking Patrick Bateman, because I'm guessing 
on the side, his job is stressful. So he probably opened up to hookers a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then killing Pazuzu, because that's looks hella scary to me. That's what I'm telling you. I looked him up and I was like, oh no, I'm that's okay. <laughs> I immediately clicked off. I'm like, no, that's okay. No. <laughs> what is this actor's name? Oh, he played. See, that's why I want it because he played Batman. <laughs> After I'm like, yeah, I would marry him. <laughs> okay, fuck, Mary kill the Invisible Man, uh, Damien Thorne or Kayako Sayeki. Damien Thorne. Yes, or the Invisible Man, or Kayako Sayeki. Damien Thorne is a child. Okay, so we're aging him up for this again. <laughs> or what? Say it again. Who? Kayoa. Kayaku Sayeki. Kayaku. Kayaku. So what? I cannot. S-A-E-K-I. S-K-I-Y-A-K-U. K-A-Y-Y-A-K-O. Okay. And that's S A E K I. Oh, she's scary. <laughs> she frightened me. <laughs> oh, no. The grudge. Okay. So Damien Thorne, this other girl, and who? Uh, the invisible man. The invisible man. Okay, that's why I didn't look him <laughs> up. I was like, who? Uh, um, I'm sorry, Kayako has to die because she <laughs> she scared the fuck out of me. I looked her up and I was like, no. <laughs> she was like, no. Um Damien Thorne aged up. What did Damien Thorne do? <laughs> I mean, he's in the omen. Uh, I think he's probably is the Antichrist and the son of Satan. I mean, it'd be nice to meet his dad. <laughs> okay and then i have uh the invisible man okay so i'm a uh uh no i'm gonna fuck the invisible man (laughs) because i could just splish splash something on him to make him visible and then i'll never have to see him again literally because i won't be able to see him again and i'll be paranoid as fuck if i marry that man and i can't see him ever i'll be like where the fuck are you (laughs) what what are you doing Huh. they'll be like ma'am did you know your husband uh, committed another murder? no because i can't see him bitch i don't know where he is okay i mean he would probably have to like wear a hoodie so i'm thinking i know where some of your limbs are exactly like every morning i have to convince that man to put on clothes so i could see him okay like or at least one part of him god <laughs> No, I'm I'm fucking even, and then I guess I'm marrying Damien Thorne, even though he's the son of Satan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine marrying Damien Thorne when he's probably of age. I'm gonna say probably marry him when he's like 22. Yeah, that's good. That's I. Uh, I uh, yes, fuck the Invisible Man. I think it'll probably be a great experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if he's handsome or ugly. So yeah, but I'm just thinking, know. put on like sweatpants and a hoodie. We'll have a good time there. That's right. <laughs> or chocolate or something, but probably not near the genitals because yeast infection and all that. And I that's guess- right. He's just gonna have to help me as far as like putting it in. <laughs> and I'm guessing, no offense, grunge girl. I guess Kaiko Sayaki, you're dying. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Okay, it's all right. Listen, because I was like, ooh, definitely this is Japanese. I definitely don't know how to pronounce it. I mean, how to spell it. 
Oh no, what are these three? Oh boy, <laughs> Let's see. The leprechaun from Web in the Hood. Oh my god. Uh let's see what's next. Leprechaun. Let's see. Buffalo Bill. Um and let's see. I guess you're clone from us. So me, <laughs> the tethered me. me, Buffalo Bill, or who? The leprechaun from Left in the Hood. The leprechaun. What is this man? Well, why? No, I know what he looks like. He's ugly. Um, and <laughs> short. Uh, hmm, let's see. Uh, I guess I'm fucking Buffalo Bill. Um, <laughs> I guess um, I'm killing the leprechaun, and I guess I'm just gonna live with me for the like a tethered me for the rest of my life, <laughs> hoping she won't kill me. Maybe I can convince her to do my job, like for me sometimes, like just to do do stuff for, me, and then I'll do stuff for her. Like you know, it'll work. As out. long as the job, I don't have to talk. Like, okay, can you just go and do this job for me? I have a doctor's appointment. <gasps> I will. <laughs> yes, there you go. Thank you. That good. I'll see you at home, honey. Okay, thank you. We'll have a marriage of convenience. Like, well, there will be no because I'm not gonna actively be intimate with myself. That's weird. But like, <laughs> last one. Okay. Okay. Let's see. We already got the tall man. Let's see the pale man okay. and the fisherman. Let's the see. Pale man. From Ooh. Pan's Labyrinth with the two eyes. I see him. Okay. The fisherman from I Know What You Did Last Summer. The fisherman. Fisherman, I know. Yeah. Uh, and I guess to creep you out, uh, the blob from, let's see, where's the blob from? I'm not looking that up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> So I have a gelatinous creature, the a, a, a the creature with two eyes in his hands, right. and a fisherman. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. 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 <laughs> I guess I have to go kill the blob. I'm gonna say that to you because I'm not fucking a blob or marrying a blob. <laughs> I guess I'll marry the fisherman. I mean, I'm guessing if a bunch of teenagers killed me over the summer and I'll be haunting them too. I'm thinking, you know what? Ride or die, let's go torment these teenagers that hit you with a car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I guess I'm fucking the uh, pale man, the eyes. He's gonna, it's gonna have to be dark. Um. <laughs> I guess I too, I guess I'm fucking the pale man because I, I don't, I'm, I don't want to fuck a blob. I don't even know how you do that. Like, is it just going to absorb me? And then bam, like, I'm just going to pop out and be like, oh, what an experience. <laughs> and then I guess I'm going to marry the fisherman. Um, and we just going to do something. We just going to run, run around this neighborhood like, Wah! okay. And um, hmm, yeah, I'm going to have to kill the blob because I can't imagine marrying a blob. Well, I think the blob is the blob a shapeshifter. Is he a shapeshifter? Is this a person? Let's see. The blob is. I from... lied. I'm looking it up. Ooh, ew. 
He just eats everything, bro. Oof, that's gonna be way too expensive. Right? Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't afford to feed a blob. <laughs> I can't do it. And what money is he going to make that he doesn't eat? Like, just <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to kill it. Um, kill the fire. And I'm just <laughs> kidding. That's probably not how they kill the blob. I'm pretty sure they freeze it. <laughs> but anyway yeah can't can't fuck a blob because it probably will just eat me it won't know the difference um well i guess to end up i guess dr heater from the human centipede candy man let's see one that we didn't do much last okay wait or the white people from get out <laughs> anyone the white people dr who uh dr heider h-e-i-t-e-r the human centipede uh it's not bringing something up for me h-i dr h-i-h-e-i-t-e-r h-e-i-t-e-r okay oh (laughs) <laughs> what are my other options any of the white people from get out okay and then what's and the- uh candy man oh no i'm definitely marrying the candy man especially the new version because yaya is a fine ass man <laughs> okay <laughs> oh that man is a, it's fine yeah um, i remember watching the original 90s version it's kind of like seductive where it's like be my victim because when you see the candy man you don't scream or run away he just kind of like attracts you i mean i can fuck with bees because my mom used to be a beekeeper i love honey that's right my honey my he'll be my honey <laughs> some of my honey okay um yeah so i'm keeping the candy man um uh and then uh the i guess i'm gonna fuck one of the white people from get out and then i'm gonna have to kill this man this other man joseph um that's a no he's just there's something about him his face his face uh nerves me oh look at her you did it too <laughs> yeah uh i guess i'll fuck what's <laughs> I guess it's really hard between the white people from Get Out and Dr. Hyder. Uh <laughs> I can just who's the daddy? I'll just fuck the daddy from Get Out. Cause he's actually, I like that actor. <laughs> yeah, I love that actor too. I'm guess um I'll kill Dr. Uh Hyder. I mean, it would be awkward with the daddy from Get Out. Like, you know, it's the first time I've been with a black woman. Then with the sister. Lisa, huh. no, this is what I'm going to do. We're just going to put a gag in the daddy's mouth. He's not allowed to talk. Okay? Like, he's not allowed to talk. If he wants me to stop, he can just do like a like a tap tap or some two taps to stop. Okay? That's your safe word. Okay? Because I'm not. You can't talk. Not at all. Nothing. No. I voted for Obama three times. It's like... <laughs> It's like, that's not dirty talk. Put this sock in your mouth. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Okay, it's bad enough that I have to fuck you at all. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, Dr. Harder, yeah, that's just way too creepy. Yeah, that's a no. Um, Yeah, that's... That's my, those are my choices. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I feel good about ending on that, especially because I get to have Yaya. 
<laughs> so I win regardless. Yeah. So even if the old school '90s Candyman, he looks kind of cute, and then also Yaya also looks cute. So I guess the win will be married Candyman. That's right. And then you know what? If he have to has to leave occasionally to go kill someone, that's cool. You shouldn't have said Candyman. White women, because he was killed alive by white people. There you so, go. I'm thinking, sure, if you want me to help Mr. Candyman husband, I'll I'll help. That's right. Who you need me, where you need me to drive you, where you need me to take you. <laughs> you see, you heard there, she said Candyman twice under her breath. I think that counts. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he's the type of person to just keep my name out of your mouth and I won't kill you. That's so what I'm saying. So like they're, they're, they're calling for him. And I'm like, first of all, don't call my husband. Okay. (laughs) That's my husband. Okay. Second of all, mind your business. Okay. (laughs) We are happy here. You invoked my husband's name (laughs) and now you're going to kill you. And I'm just going to (laughs) watch. Just sharpen his like hook for him. That's right. Hey baby, how is, how's your day? Because yeah, remember the Candyman mythos, he was like a victim of a hate crime attack, I think, because he was like a slave, and then he rose up to fame, and he married a white woman, the white people hate that he was so wealthy and everything, so they killed him, uh, he got stinged alive with bees, and I guess he became friends with the bees. That's right, he turned his life around, yes. that's what we like to see, <laughs> a man accomplishing his, his goals. Right. Uh, Oh my gosh, y'all. That was that was a time. I'm gonna have to watch like something super cute and happy before I go to bed because some of these people were really creepy looking and they just gonna be in my dreams. I'm gonna be like, oh, oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to watch uh Marvel's What If, like another episode, so that I can go to bed. <laughs> oh, with the lights on. Um all right, well, uh, we done uh because we've been here for way too long. I just need <laughs> um anyway stay safe during spooky month my friends um wear your mask get your vaccine because the real horror is stupidity yes and support local communities because i like to go to farmer's market maybe support like a haunted house or a pumpkin patch or something super cheesy like that yeah carve your pumpkins have a good time my friends um that's pretty much it for me. I don't have anything else to say. Do you, Belmont? Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to celebrate Spooky Month with probably watching horror films and probably play a horror game because I have a couple on my list. On my list, and I also probably get on Squid Game because everyone their mama's talking about it. I want to see what it's about. So wish me luck. Y'all have fun with that. Kitty Nikki Alley is going to be nowhere near it. Um, <laughs> thank you so kindly. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll see y'all next time for the next Spooky Mother installment. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Don't get killed. <laughs> yes. Be my victim. Got it. <laughs>